This is the mayor of the internet. And it's that time, baby. It is time for the funniest guy at work. You know that's right. With the great Brandino and Gilbert. And here's your host, the man who hangs out in the kitchen and parties, baby, Nate Starr. Welcome, everybody, to a very special bonus-ode. Bonus-ode. the the funniest guy at work starting off hot and um this is the show where we talk about the news pop culture and everything else that is on our minds and when i say we i'm talking about my friends oh yeah uh introducing first the soul from motown they call him the great brandino but we love brevity so we refer to him simply as Dino. Dino, good evening to you, sir. Good evening. It is great to be here uh, on a bonus episode Saturday evening. Yes, indeed. It's pretty exciting. You know, it's fun. I, I always wait for you to say, it's great to be hither. I honestly... Yes. Every, every well, I'm week, very, I'm like, I'm like, this is very old one. time. <laughs> very old timey, but uh, I've never... That's uh, That would just be straight biting a Zach Galifianakis bit, which, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have straight bitten some bits on this show before, but... Uh, not in the intro. Right. Gotta, gotta say that for when I'm really drunk and can't think of stuff. I can't think of anything. Straight bitten on it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, then it's not bad if you admit that you're gonna do it later. <laughs> and uh, when, uh, and as we hear the uh, the dulcet tones of our uh, media specialist, uh, he's the reason that we are on the Facebook Television Network. Uh, we are talking about the Party Maestro, the Brain Supreme from DC. We're talking about. Giblet. <laughs> Hello to everyone and uh, to the to the viewers at home. Know that this is full of tobacco crazies. <laughs> yep, I often smoke my tobacco out of a glass bowl with an alien smoking a rolled cigarette on it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I, it is serious. I'm, I'm not. I shit you not. It is tobacco. I, I am a tobacco smoker, a cigar smoker, and this is a really cool thing for that. I mean, I'm, I'm new at it. Like I, I haven't been doing this for years. But anyway, that's what I'm smoking. Uh, <laughs> can I, can I ask a legit? Can I ask a question? Why would you start smoking tobacco in your 30s? This is when we're all supposed to stop. Yeah. Well, well, I didn't start it. So. You know, just. Now that it's not cool anymore, I, I've started. That You're that rebellious. I, there you go. There you go. It's there that. You go. He is the James Dean of the new millennium. Uh, but you know what? We're not alone here. It is not the three bromigos, as I like to call us. Never. Uh, it is. We we have a guest here on the on the dais this evening. Uh, we are joined by none other than uh, she was originally at one time known as Mrs. Biffmash. But now it, it, we know her as the lovely Chris. Chris, welcome to the big show, the big program tonight. Gentlemen, I this is my darling love moment. I feel like I've been 20 feet from stardom as I sit in my living room and hear the magic happen. <laughs> Chris Lingo, what's up? I hear the magic happen every week, and I could not be more honored to... Um, make my triumphant return after what has it been natro's third three years now uh, since i've been years, on the show three years yeah, yes yeah. so thank you for uh, uh diversifying slightly in the genitalia presented i know that uh you guys had a lady on recently yes. so i'm 
am happy to be another lady and I hope that I, I do make it a darling love moment and not a um the beautiful Asian woman who sang back up for Michael Jackson whose name I don't know because it didn't work out. So <laughs> Chris we documentary Joe. Chris, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um we originally didn't want you here, but we got Okay, great. Great. Well, off to a good start. <laughs> for for our lack of female representation on the show, and now here you are and everything's good again. Oh, well, you know, all it takes is a token um female. I will also tell the uh listening and Facebook television network audience at home that I'm in a wheelchair. So basically, y'all are free. Um, yeah. on ableism passes, everybody's cool, and you can be as sexist as you want for at least the next week. Yeah, we can. Um, because um, you listen to something with a lady who was in a wheelchair. So I'm, actually, work, I'm actually looking over the new, uh, the, what our new Congress has to say, and we can actually say the word homo freely now. Oh, no. no, that's not it at all. <laughs> actually, I'm I'm straight, so um, that doesn't cover that. Well, no, it's just we've earned so many free passes That's from right, having a we're actually disabled gonna... woman on the show that we can just say that word now. Tokenism yeah. is alive and well, and I'm glad to be a part of it, and I will only speak when spoken to um, because I respect and uh, appreciate right. our new president. Yes, thank That's you. Right. Thank you. Can I make right. anybody a sandwich while I'm in the kitchen? <laughs> I, I'm a little excited to be able to, to to like bust out a little no homo again. I was I got in at the end of that, so I wasn't really able to get into it before. Like it was not a good idea. So well, like, no, you can't actually say that. You can't say no homo. You can only use homo in a super derogatory way. But we can do that as much as we want. The problem is none of us want. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's it's true. A, it's an odd. It's an odd. It's an odd thing that we've uh, stumbled into, but. Um, I do want to say real quick, uh, my sainted mither uh, sent in a question. Uh, she wanted to know, uh, first of all, she says hello to Chris. And she wanted to know Hi, if, uh, if Chris being on the show is in honor of the Women's March. And short answer is no. Uh, the reason that we brought Chris on is, number one, uh, she's quick-witted and hilarious. Oh, um, amazing. Long but, answers. Uh, she mentioned it. Sure, why not? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know, looking back now. Oh, yes. regimented format that we have Absolutely. here on the program. 
And uh, but this week uh, we're gonna we're gonna kick it off with um, a, a little game uh, that is very popular all across the multiverse. Oh yeah, I like and, this. Uh, of course, I'm talking about hey, what you drink? And the game for uh, of hey, what you drink? Is simply go around the room, you ask everybody what they're drinking. It's perfect for kids from ages one to ninety-two, uh, under one and over ninety-two. Now again, these are um, current Earth years. Uh, are yep. ineligible and a reminder to our multi-dimensional friends you must have a basic understanding of uh, understanding and speaking basic um so oh well i'm out sorry <laughs> the uh, game is currently being translated into gazorpian uh i think that's in yeah, i'm test release right now yeah, and I'm actually working on um, our our Hey, what you drinking? Babblefish for readers of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, it's getting close. I've got uh, I've got most of the moons of uh, Orion Four. I've got Vega One, Two, and Three. Um, and right. I've also got uh, Romulus, which is fake, but bear with me. Uh, Vulcan. <laughs> Uh, Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. Nice. Um, now, see, and, uh, let's back it up there real quick before we get into the game. I remember at one time the Klingon world was called Kling. It was. It was called Kling. In, in Klingon. Was it really? Yeah. Right. Oh, I didn't know that. No, in no in in in, uh, in the in the uh, beginnings of the original series, the homeworld was indeed called Kling, and then in TNG, it just changed to Kronos. Now, see, I'm only a Star Trek fan by marriage. I don't come by it um, biologically, nor was I raised with it culturally. So these are things that it's, I, uh, uh, I it's weird. It's I like, did not know. It's like living in a different timeline because if you encounter like more uh, next generation fans, uh-huh. you're like. Man, you know, like, I remember the planet, you know, like, when did it become called Kronos? And they're like, it's always been Kronos. <laughs> it's like, no, it hasn't. You don't understand the world I come from. They were Klingons from Kling. Like, Martians are from Mars. And so This reminds me that I want to start using the term Earthling more. Instead of human or person or being, just start calling Human. Human. <laughs> yes. What about human with an M O N? I feel yeah. like that's like human. That's uh, that's off of Ed's uh, uh, Gibble's favorite Domino's tracker. <laughs> hey man, human, your pizza's coming right away. Everything is iry. Your pizza is on the way. Lord of mercy. Yes, uh, ridiculous. All right, so uh, uh, yes, indeed. So we're playing. Hey, what you drink? And it's a lot of fun. Uh, so we're gonna go around the room. You know what? I you know what? Uh, I I'm a chivalrous uh, bro. Since <laughs> when? I am crazy chivalrous. The other day I held a door open for what I thought was an old lady. Uh, so uh, Chris, oh hey, what you drinking? Okay, I'm gonna answer that, but I want to know what the the entity that you thought was an old lady, did it turn out to be an old man or was it a turtle in a dress? I need to know like what <laughs> yes, the... I actually live in um in a Dr. Seuss book and it was... The Richard... a... <laughs> you live in one of those Richard Scary books where it's just animals out yeah, in the real animals world. animals around. It was uh, me and... Uh, she, yeah. she got out of her she got out of her apple car. Oh. <laughs> yep, it was me and Huckle were hanging out and <laughs> Nice. He uh, he was just like, hey, there goes Mrs. Cranberry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, hey, 
Whatcha drinking? Well, Nate, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I did start out about an hour and a half ago. I, I was enjoying an angry orchard um, green because I don't actually know the flavors. I only know colors. I can't read. Well, you're, um, uh, you're 75% credit because it actually is green apple. Okay. Well, go. great. Um, thank you for trying to cover up for the fact that I can't read. Um, but then we moved on because my dear, my husband, is there a bit with that? I don't know. My husband? My husband. Okay. Thank Great. Um, did pick up two bottles. Uh, we stopped at CVS on the way home from running some errands earlier today. My and favorite picked up winery. Two... Yes. Yes. Well, I, I will say a quick side note that, um, unfortunately, my grandfather passed away this year. Uh, he lived a long and amazing life. And I miss him very much, but it was still a rough time, even though we knew it was coming. And um, the day that he passed away, we, we stopped at CVS again because we needed something else. I don't even remember what it was. And it was like, I was like, buy all the booze. I'm getting drunk tonight and nobody's going to stop me. And it was like, I'm, you have to understand Seated in, seated in my chair, I'm about four foot three, and I'm a little nerdy looking woman. And I like I was almost like daring someone to start a fight with me for buying barefoot wine at CVS because my grandpa died. It was a confusing time. But that leads me into what I'm drinking tonight, which is a two for five deal at the uh, same aforementioned well, no, CVS. Two for oh, you tell me it was two for five. Take that shit back because yeah, Mama doesn't right. drink last year. You drink um, beer. Yeah, that's why I bought four bottles. Uh, yes. It was, uh, so it's, it's, bar- you all right, babe? Yeah, that just made me laugh really hard <laughs> while I was drinking. <laughs> I, I murdered Brandon. Um, no, I am drinking Barefoot Wine, White Zinfandel. Mm. It's, it, it's there. It definitely exists, and it's going into my face hole, and it's, uh, delicious. Nice. So that's, nice. that's what I'm drinking. So, um, to keep the tradition alive, I asked someone else. Yes, Correct. thank you, Brandon. Just Brandon just mouthed that to me like I don't listen to this <laughs> shit every week of my life for the past five years. I was just I was trying to be helpful and came off as worth. a complete asshole, <laughs> yeah. which is the story of my life. Yeah, but you put your glass you put your glasses on, so you're very handsome while you're doing it. Thanks, Ooh. babe. Um I I'm gonna I'm gonna veer away from what might be expected and say, Hey Edward, Whoa. in our in our nation's capital my darling, my dear, the panda lover himself, what you drinking? Um, in honor of this most unusual night of nights, I have made the uncommon switch from honorary fourth fan show. <laughs> honorary fourth fan of the show, Evan Williams. Not tonight. He's on. He he's riding the pine. He's on the bench tonight. Tonight's drunkenness is coming to you from Stella Artois. Interesting. This is this is I think one of two times Ed has drank beer on the show. Yes, yeah. yes, it is highly un- unlike me to drink beer, but tonight I thought fuck it. Yeah. I don't want to walk all the way to the liquor store. <laughs> Fair enough. That, that is more than a reasonable response. For when you want to say fuck it. <laughs> A, Wait, guys, the doctors are literally pouring in. It's like Jerry Lewis's uh, telephone. I'm, I'm the spokesman for 5 O'Clock Vodka, and I'm serving you for uh, infringement of our copyright. Uh, when you just want to say, fuck it. Well, no, that's uh, no, that's uh, the full phrase on that. That's where we're getting away with it is, uh, fuck it to your life. 
is uh, oh. five o'clock vodka. Uh, I apologize, gentlemen. My bad. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. We will probably be hearing from you a little bit later. Wow! It's... Oh, um, uh, yes. Um, uh, I just I'm usually hanging around waiting to serve papers. Yeah, this guy actually <laughs> lives in our spare bedroom. It's very odd. I don't Spa understand. Room. Yeah, he's quiet until now. I don't understand. But <laughs> well, he laments that firecracker that got shot up his nose. Uh, you ever see that episode of The Simpsons where uh, Homer has uh, put the hot dog guy's kid through college? Uh, Brandon spent so much money on Beam's five star whiskey. <laughs> And 5 o'clock vodka in college that he literally did put one of my children through college. So that's, that's right. why I lived. You gotta, you, you've got to see my my, uh, my youngest perfectly straight teeth. Those, that's uh, that's Nate's purchase. Uh, Gabby got, uh, paid for the braces. Right out of pocket. Wow, that, guy, that guy's twin brother lives at Nate's house. That's so weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. The five o'clock, we're a 5 o'clock family. Papa needs his spin. It's a five o'clock world when the whistle blows. <laughs> I'm glad you know, that too, Dave. We always, uh, we always say uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. I'll, uh, you know, like, like the and other somewhere's in your belly, boozy. <laughs> like, uh, I like how in that one nobody, nobody chuckled warmly at that song. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> just fell on dead ears, and he realized that he was trapped. So. All right, Giblet, so you're drinking the uh, the Stella yeah. Artois, which is actually a, a nice beer, by the way. Well, it's it an uh, excellent beer. Yeah, it's, it's actually cool. probably ten times fancier than most beers I drink. So Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. generally when I'm drinking beer on the show, it's uh, it's either middle-of-the-road beer or, like, uh, real garbage shit beer. So, yeah, yeah. Stella Artois. But is that what you're drinking tonight, Dino? Or, in other words, what are you drinking? Um, <laughs> well, nice! Nice. Oh. Wow, the segue work on this show From is exactly Is it the no. shoes? I just just a quick just a quick shout <laughs> out to our, quick shout out to our to our segue producer Ron. Ron, thank you. Good work. That's, uh, they they spend a lot of time working on segues, and uh, normally we just breeze past them and ignore them, but today we use them. Yep. Yeah. There's a special pick episode. Them up. So today, I'm drinking, I guess, what could be the unofficial sixth or seventh man of the podcast. Oh, man, this is like the Wu-Tang Clan now. It's just, yeah, it's... Uh, we're all stars, man. Yeah, this is like the Raekwon of the podcast. He's, he's <laughs> important. Raekwon, yeah, he's one of the best guys, man. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to sell him short. I'm sorry, that's why no, I... Like, no, like, Ra- like Raekwon, like, if you had to rank the Wu-Tang, it would be like RZA... You know, this is math. a da- this is a dangerous game you play. Yeah. Don't start. Yeah, Raekwon's definitely in the top, like yeah. the top half at least. Look, all we oh, need yeah. to yeah, know is that it, it ain't nothing like to fuck with. That's all. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I'm drinking Canadian Club and ginger ale. Mm, oh, nice, it, nice. In, in weirdly, segueing back roundabout call out to uh, my grandfather who was a big fan of the Canadian Club, and uh, drank his seven and seven. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, in fact, the day I met Chris's grandfather, um, who we need to know, I, I I know we don't name a whole lot of people by name on this show, but my grandfather's name was Frank, and his nickname that everyone, to a man or woman, referred to him by was Frenchie, because he I learned this recently, wore a beret at some point One when time. he was seven. Yeah, yep. when he was seven. <laughs> He was seven, which would have been about 1931, which is, 
And ever since then, there was not a single human being that didn't oh. call him Frenchie. Which is such an us story where yeah. you do one that dumb is... thing one time and that's you forever. That yep. warms the cockles of my soul. Like, that just, like, uh, I have I have a smile on my face like I just drank Welch's grape juice. I, um... Yeah, I didn't, I literally didn't know his name was Frank until Chris and I had been together for a year and a half. Uh, yeah. That is, that is I just knew him as, I knew him as Frenchie or French. Well, I, I will say that, Nate, uh, you were at our wedding, so you may remember my grandfather from his infamous turn uh, doing our, he said, grace at our reception, and he was so proud of himself that it ended on the zinger, in his words, good food, good meat, good Lord, let's eat. And he delivered that shit like he was goddamn Richard Pryor at the Apollo in 1967. Was, so uh, yeah. yes, I do. I do remember him actually being really excited for that. Yeah, and uh, it's it, that, not to keep extolling the the virtues of Frenchie, which I could do. No, goddamn it! Rename the podcast. But the Frenchiest guy at work. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, he was. Um, Frenchie was. A delightful old coot in the best <laughs> way he could be an old coot. Yep. yep. <laughs> So okay, sorry, we're done with that. Yeah, we're yeah, done with that little turn no, I am, down memory. I am seriously, I'm still, I'm still beaming with love over the fact that he wore a beret one time and he got a nickname that lasted his entire life. <laughs> well, I, uh... Nate, what, 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 really what might make, you, what might make you like happier is that when we were at his funeral earlier, uh, well, last year, and um, he was the last of his siblings. He was one of nine to pass away. And so everybody at the funeral was obviously like light years younger than him. And so somebody came up to us and I think it was, they had the, he was a member of the Knights of Columbus. So there was a Knights of Columbus rep there and he was a member of the American Legion. So there was American Legion soldiers there. Um, and somebody came up to one of us and said, um, we see that his name was Frank Leo, but we know him as Frenchie, but why was his name Frenchie? And you've never seen more people flip out of grief into sheer confusion because it was just like <laughs> because that's his name and it was like yeah but why is that his name and i'm like this is the goddamn chicken and an egg chicken or the egg of like grandfather questions oh, because man. nobody there there was literally nobody that knew and then finally my great aunt knew that yeah. he had put on a beret at some point and then something about the hungarian word for frank sounded kind i don't know yeah, but the, the beret the hungarian the word beret, for frank is francia Right. It sounds enough like Frenchie. But he... between that and his beret that he wore one time, <laughs> it was and he was ninety-one so years great. old, the, and there wasn't a person that didn't call him. The that first enough. time I met Frenchie, Chris and I had been dating for like a month and a half, uh, and uh, he invited us out to dinner with him and his then wife. His uh, wife. wife. <laughs> uh, and he he asked me if I wanted a drink, and I said, "Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll have a seven and seven. And he said. I already like this guy, but make it a VO in seven. And he like turned to the he turned to the waitress. If he's good enough for my granddaughter, he's good enough for Seagram's VO. Beautiful. And I was like, I I know I love this dude already. Uh, that's beautiful. Love it. Absolutely. Okay, sorry to hijack. This. So uh, that's what you're drinking. That's what that's what we are drinking as a couple. Yes. So uh, we'll flip it to Nate. Nate, hey buddy, what you drinking? I'm so glad you've asked. Uh, <laughs> the, um, I, well, tonight, I'll tell you this. I'm really, 
I uh, normally on a Saturday night, if I'm feeling sluggy, I'll uh, I'll head over to my favorite watering hole called uh, the office, and I'll do a little karaoke, uh, which is how I pronounce it all the time, because I am an asshole. Uh, no, I, I will do karaoke, and I'll drink a few beers. But tonight, I am drinking uh, a plethora, uh, a host of different drinks. I started things off with the champagne of beers. Are you, are you, uh, are you, are you having, like, a wapatuli? <laughs> Not really, but I, uh, in a way I am. It's a very, it's a very variety mishmash, um... I started off with the highlight of the champagne of beers. I'm currently uh, drinking a Shock Top Honeycrisp Apple Wheat. Oh, that sounds delicious. Ooh, that does sound good. Oh that man, is... it is. It is one of my favorites. It is. Uh, it has the. It's like a cider, but not as heavy. So. It's, oh, I'm uh, on board. It is. Uh, I'm on board. It is a very good one, and uh, the grocery store near my home has all of these beers that I have. Uh, they were ten for ten. And they're all um, pint. They're all uh, sixteen ounce Ooh. cans, except for I? except for one, which was my special drink tonight. I am holding right now uh, for the first time. It's a Henry's hard soda, and it's hard grape soda. Mm. Oh, so Keenan and Kel shout out. There you go. It is. Uh, I'll tell you if there's if there's one thing I love, it's grape soda. And well, the other thing I love, it's hooch. So to put these two together, <laughs> uh, I might have to try that because, like, what what sucks is when the grocery stores and whatnot by us have ten for ten beer sales. It's always nonsense. Yeah, it's I don't never. Drink. It, it's never. It's like, it, it's hey, like do you want a twenty ounce can of Keystone Light? No, I do not. <laughs> yeah. I do not. Even for a yeah. dollar, I'm good. Genesee Cream Ale? No, thank you. Yeah. I am. I am a grown man. All the steel reserve you can drink. That would be one. Oh. That would be one, and that's because my day has gone poorly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the hard grape, it's um, it's pretty smooth. I mean, I'll say this, the Henry's brand. I've had their hard ginger ale. I've had, uh, I've sampled their hard orange. I mean, they knock it out of the park, bringing the, uh, the, hard, uh, the hard sodas to life. So uh, Now, I did not care for their hard black cherry soda. Have not sampled. So, my parents, my my parents were like, uh, they they bought it because my parents are uh, my parents. There you go. Um, <laughs> my, my parents, my parents are essentially still noobs at drinking alcohol because the entire time I was growing up, they were like, "You're just not. You can't. If you have one drink of beer, you'll die." Brandon grew up in Footloose. I don't know if you are if you're, <laughs> guys are aware, yeah, aware of that, but Brandon's parents close. are actually both John Lithgow from Footloose. Uh, yeah, he grew up. He grew up. Uh, Footloose was set in a uh, CBS After School Special to make it. It was uh, yes. So that way it got, it's extra melodramatic. It got. No, that implies more logic happened than yeah. at least there was a cogent plot story. But uh. uh no, th- th- they got better once I moved to college. Um, but they're still novices at drinking, so they only drink, like, grody ice wine and, like, super, (laughs) and, like, super duper sweet shit, and then they tried, like, I make my mom drink whiskey and scotch and stuff just for my own amusement to watch her, like, flip out and, like, go into convulsions when she tastes (laughs) it. 
Well, you know, yeah. here's a fun surprise, ladies and gentlemen. Dino's mom, welcome to the big. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh <right>. goodness. <laughs> uh, how how no, would that it's, happen? It's, so. it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. My parents are asleep. Yeah. Well, the regular crowd shuffles in to bed. You know what I'm saying? That's party time over at the Dino household. Oh, fist bump for that Billy Joel reference. Thank you, thank mm, you. Yes. I appreciate that. Yes, indeed. I'm a huge fan. But yeah, my. My my parents bought a six pack of the Henry's hard cherry or uh, black cherry soda because they both really like black cherry, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "This tastes like a butthole," and I was like, "Oh come on, it can't be that bad," and then I took a drink and I was like, "Yeah, no, you were right. This does taste awful." So, long story <laughs> short, uh, circumspectly, my parents are weird about booze, and also they were correct about that. I feel like about booze was more than you needed on that sentence. Nate, I believe yeah. your sainted mither has a message for Brandon on the live chat here on the stream. Yeah. Did, did you want to read it or you want me to read it? I'll go ahead and read it, our media our media ambassador. <laughs> uh, uh, Andrea Larson, Nate's sainted mither, says, Nice background, and it explains Brandon's love of John Barleycorn. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 100% true. That's actually the... One summer, my parents went away when my sister was in marching band, and I, they went away for an entire week, and I invited everybody I worked with over, and it was the first time I had ever drank alcohol, and I didn't know how to do it or what to do, and I was just like, well, whiskey sounds cool. I'll drink whiskey. Yeah, all the then, cowboys drink it in the moving pictures. <laughs> and it wasn't, like, it wasn't even good. Like, I didn't know the difference between good whiskey and shitty whiskey because I was a 17-year-old ding-dong. So they somebody had a big, giant bottle of old Kessler. Oh, oh, oh. oh the fact they make that in a big bottle. God, who's that for? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's somebody... It's, it's for 17-year-old Brandon, who doesn't know the difference. Yeah, so I drank um, a mess and, and if we ever have friend of the show Schaefer on the program, he will corroborate this story. So let's let's mark this down. I drank a mess of Old Castler at this party I had at my house, and was so worried that I was going to get found out for drinking that I was making I was running around with a flashlight while everybody else was having a great time swimming in my pool and jumping on my trampoline, picking up cigarette butts so that I wouldn't get caught at oh. two in the morning. <laughs> Weirdly, he was doing it while drunk when half of the cigarette butts were his, so he was throwing them on the lawn. Only I did to... not smoke at that point. Only, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Nathan, for yeah, the backing up of the no, skepticism. I'm throwing out no, the, the shittiest asshole faced okay sign right now. I am just like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. No, I, I, didn't, I actually did not smoke at that point. What drove me. Uh, that party, smoking. <laughs> that party was the impetus, the uh, the uh, the catalyst, if you will, for me to start smoking. Because again, friend of the show Schaefer handed me a Newport and said, "Here, this will this will make you feel a little better," and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I do. I I love I love a good memory lane story that that eventually leads, like you find out that leads to other bigger things. So. To ruin. To, to ruin. ruin. To, to ruin. To ruin. Is that what we're doing? Yay! Ruin! <laughs> we're number uh, one. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations, America. 
Oh, mm. is this show political? I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I don't. Politics is nasty. No, that's uh. <laughs> No, that uh, to qu- to clarify, uh, uh, Jess Tierney is watching the show. Uh, close personal friend. Uh, I went to high school with Jess. I did not. That was Brandy. That was Dino telling the story. We did not have a trampoline or a swimming pool. <laughs> at my Jess house. is just angry. You had a trampoline that <laughs> she you was like. Help. Why did we never hang out at your house? It's like, <laughs> no, no. I, I had. Jess, Jess, this is a personal message from me to you. I like your style. I like your style that you honed in not on the ruin of my husband and his lungs or his anxiety and having hey, a house you know what? ruined. You know what? No, I'm, like you, 50, Je- I'm like almost 50 days cigarette free right now. No, right? I'm very proud of you. But I like, I like that Jess's pickup on that story was this guy had a fucking trampoline and he didn't let me get on it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Jess, you're, you're cool. You are cool in my book. No, Jesus, that, that is. That, that party I threw was like a turning point in my life. Like you could you could separate my life into pre that party and post that party, and it actually fits. Mm. Well, I um, but we we were looking for the point where we could decide <laughs> before and after. I I um I um I wish I would have had a trampoline. I always I've always think I always uh, thought that a trampoline would be cool, but I watched enough AFE. Yeah. That I uh, I don't ever want to be on a trampoline for more than like thirty minutes. Like, I have to like say that tra- <laughs> trampolines are one of the few things. Like I'm really not a person who like mourns my ability or whatever all that much. But I gotta say, jumping on a trampoline looks fucking sweet, and I'm super bummed that I don't get to do it. Like I'm not trying to bring down the crowd. But it's one of those things that even as an almost 37-year-old woman, I'm like, God damn, trampolines look amazing. I've seen The Simpsons. I know how that story ends. Trampoline. But um, it, it looks, it's one of those moments where I go, oh, wheelchair. You know, you know what the funnest part of a trampoline was for me growing up is that I had a platform upon which I could do a perfect flare flop and not land on my face. While reading right. your Bible. <laughs> Right? Uh, good stuff. Pretty close. I mean, Bible study mixed with gymnastics sounds pretty cool to me. You know, it's, there used to be a uh, it's, it was it, it was our version of Jim Cotta, <laughs> a wrestling organization that was actually uh, a faith based wrestling organization, and uh, I always tried to watch it, but I always I couldn't do it. I like like the <gasps> yeah, I tried. Brent. Brandon and I saw mention of that on TV a few years ago, and the only consensus we could come to about that was there's got to be so many brother drops in the promos okay. on a faith-based wrestling show. Like, it, it's and it's justified. Like, everything is just brother. Like, it's not a Hulk Hogan thing. It's it's Federation-wide. I just, brother, uh, brother. I just picture, like, the Attitude Era of the uh, the Christian wrestling organization where, <laughs> where it's just like I Noah brought two of every animal on the ark but it looks to me like he brought an extra jackass <laughs> Nate from social media Jessica says trampolines are super dangerous I've had two kids that broke bones and had to have surgery afterward I still think they're fun though <laughs> I still think yep. they're fun yeah yes yep. I, I Jessica broke... we're best friends now thank we, you we, we had a trampoline for uh, about two years, and I broke my wrist and ankle on it. 
Ugh. What is your point? It still sounds amazing. I've never seriously it... broken a bone in my life. so. Uh... And my parents were really smart because they, there was a fence around our pool, so we couldn't put the trampoline next to the pool. <laughs> I have broken one bone in my life. Ed, do you know how I broke the one bone that I ever broke in my life? I do not know. Okay. I will make this story short, but semi-interesting? That's a very interesting story. Okay. Uh, when I was a sophomore in college, my roommate, um, my dear sweet friend Sarah, my at the time decided she, my roommate, yes, Ty Depesti, that's her nickname, um, she decided she was going to go skydiving. And it was 1999, and we were all living in the midst of road rules, real world mania. Right. And I thought, shit, I want to do that too. Now, as I've already noted, uh, I am in a wheelchair, severely limited in my ability. Cerebral palsy, Google it. It's not a pretty picture. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Um, it was uh, not a wise decision, but I did go skydiving with a gentleman who was about six foot five and reassured me constantly with the words, this is the most fun you're going to have with your clothes still on. So I definitely oh, yeah. was making the right decision. Okay, now time out for Schlitz beer. Okay, Zach Morris style. Good. Um, as your husband of 13-some years, has that <laughs> has that verified yet? What? The clothes-off part? <laughs> oh, I have definitely had way more fun with my clothes off. Not to be gross. Awesome. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Take take note, take note, listening audience. Yeah, well, take note of the end of the story. I mean, like, realistically. <laughs> uh, I'm, be I'm better than a busted bone. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because you're going tandem skydiving, which is what I did with this uh, aforementioned gentleman who was about six foot five and assured me that it was the most fun I was going to have my clothes still on. Uh, we were up at about 11,000 feet. I had an altimeter strapped to my wrist so I can confirm that that's how high up we were. At which, part, at which point I started screaming, no, 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 I don't think this is a good idea, which is one of the few things I ever said that was intelligent at age 19. And then I changed my mind. We jumped. It was amazing till we hit the ground. And then I snapped my femur into. Oh, God. Into oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, may I also take this time to add that it was the week of finals. It was the Sunday before finals were to start of my sophomore year in college. And I missed all of them, was laid up in traction for the entire summer. I lost my job as a summer camp counselor that summer. Um, and I still have a 14-inch metal plate in my uh, attached to my femur with 14 screws to this day. But it's a super fun thing to tell people who like to give me an, oh, bless your heart, you got out of the house today. And I'm like, bitch, I jumped out of a plane one time. A perfectly good plane. A yeah. perfectly good plane. Yeah, it wasn't a, wasn't a uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom switch. No, 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 I did not jump out of a rickety, like, one-seater. Uh, no, it, it did feel at one point when I looked out the window, like, why am I doing this? But again... <laughs> I watched a lot of road rules and my roommate was doing it and she was my friend. And she did say to me at one point, if I die, then maybe somebody could die with me. And I was like, sounds good. I would like to be the person who dies with you. So wow. yeah, but it's a good story and the x-rays are fun to horrify people with. And, uh, I actually, when I watch people skydive now, I get really terrified and I think like, why are you doing that? And I start to have a panic attack. So 
it's nice to know that at one point in my life I was kind of brave or really stupid. Can, can we get yeah. x-rays? Can we get those x-rays on the show page for tomorrow? Uh, yes. Give me a little bit of time. They're at my parents' house, but I will do my best to get them and take a picture because it's one of the few, like, mementos from growing up that I held on to because I thought, like, this is what happens when you're not smart about your decisions. So, yeah. Well, oh, gosh. I literally killed Ed with my story. I'm sorry, Ed. Oh, sorry. Well, banged my knee. Oh. Knee banging story. Out of sympathy. That story is a hurt. real knee banger. <laughs> um, that, like more than more than one of us can't have a busted knee at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. That's fair. Hey, now how is uh, speaking of knees? Uh, one of my one of my favorite takeaways from this week's uh, episode. Uh, was the um, brief moment where we all did our best Bob Costas and uh, talked about how you, in the face of adversity, uh, stood up and did the most majestic flight uh, with your jump kick. And uh, <laughs> it was uh, now how how is how is the knee treating you though? It's everything. Uh, is it's everything better. Um, it's better. It's still a little swole up. But uh, I can, uh, <laughs> as my wife. Hi. My wife. There you go. Mama, 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 wife. You got to do it every time now. As Chris will attest, I have put a bunch of distance on the knee today, and it's good. Good. Um, I'm wearing, uh, I'm still wearing the brace. The brace is helping. Um, no, you and, went to uh, try a bunch of distance. You, uh, you went to Ollie's discount and, uh, yes. got all your Christmas shopping done for 2017. Oh man, that would be, that would be stellar if I could actually do that. Nate, you'll appreciate this. My, um, my, my, my sainted mother sent my dad to Ollie's for something. And I will, I, I believe you'll remember from our trip to Ali's with your wife. Your wife. My wife. My, my, my wife. Yes, that uh, my first response was when my mom said, like, yeah, I sent your dad to Ali's for the first time. I said, that place is creepy. And uh, <laughs> she said, she said, that's weird because your dad came back from there and said, that place is creepy. <laughs> so it's, uh, I just, I don't know. I just like if I worked there, I if I were a cashier, I would just come home and tell my wife, my wife. Um, I went with a uh, weird Conway Twitty. Uh, oh man! My wife. Hello, my yeah, wife. There we go. Nice high do up. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. Yes, yes. Lovely. No. You used to be. Ed, cut the feed. (laughs) He stopped loving her today. But Ed, you should know. Based, my wife sang tenor. Ed, you should know when the Nader and Mrs. Nader show came to town that oh, we that had thing. to sit and endure a fucking <laughs> three-hour <laughs> goddamn marathon.
Yeah. We told the story. We told, we told this story. Yeah, like, this just a couple days ago. Sorry. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I think you meant treated to a goddamn three-hour. No, no, I definitely didn't mean that. Oh, oh I've i had enough whiskey to actually like try to sing in my real singing voice on the show. So Please that's don't. What, what were we talking about before this? Please uh, move no, along. I, just, I wanted to say if I if I worked at Ollie's. Can, if I could just jump in real quick, I just want to say this is one co-host who is glad he wasn't there that weekend. <laughs> hey, 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 would you have been at me and Sarah's side? I'm sorry, me and uh, Mrs. Nader's side because we would have appreciated you being there. Hey, you know what? He has classic comedy. It is classic comedy. <laughs> it, it, you have to you have scene. to watch it to really appreciate it. I think Ed, if we if we <laughs> sat you down. And uh, and you watched like a one episode of Hee Haw, you'd be like, "All right, I get it now." And, uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm no, it's, I'm a it's sh- shitty jokes no. and old sad bastard country music. What's I, not to love? I'm gonna be the Leah Ramini of this situation and be like, "Do not go and get red on that e meter. It is not safe. Don't believe what anybody tells you." One question: Do I have to be sober for this episode? No. Uh, it would help if you're not. No, we drank a bunch of liquor and uh, laughed yes, at and laughed at corn cob jokes. I mean, for crying out loud. Uh, yes, we definitely did drink a lot and we endured, and then we cleansed our palates with another three hours of um, commercial commercial compilations from 1987 was, on uh, YouTube. Christmas, Christmas compilations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Nate. Yeah, Nate, in case you needed a reminder, Hills is where the toys are. Hills is where the toys are. I have some friends from Pittsburgh. Uh, Apparently, the last Hills uh, ever just closed. They just went out of business uh, at the end of uh, 2016. And uh, my my two friends who are from the Pittsburgh area shared it. And I was like, "But, but, but, but Hills is where the toys are. Which, did 2016 not take enough from us? It was a hidden thing. Now, looking back, I wish I would have done a store uh, facade of hills. And <laughs> rest in peace, you beautiful bastard. Uh, uh, R.I.P. Hills. R. I. You're R. in heaven with David Bowie now. Uh, <laughs> a year later, I'm still I'm still sad about David Bowie. I, oh, man. It's still uh, Alan Rickman. You know. Dude, dude. Do you know? Let me give you a, a special check it out here for his uh, for Bowie's. I think what is it? One year anniversary of his death coming up soon. Alan yeah. Rickman. No, no, David yeah. Bowie. No, oh, yeah, yeah. David Bowie died. Yeah, very yeah. Early January. Alan Rickman's just passed earlier this week, but yeah, David Bowie's is coming yeah. up in a couple of days. Uh, if you haven't read it already, there's an article out there written by Jermaine Clement. Yes. About the episode of Flight of the Concords they did about David Bowie, and it is a beautiful memorial to David Bowie. Ed, what he made. Ed, that, that I will so... definitely check that out because uh, 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 Chris and I both love Flight of the Concords. Well, yeah. Ed, that's really yeah. funny that you mentioned that because I remember seeing that at the time that it was posted. I think it was last year at some point, shortly after he passed away. And um, like I. I, I I mean I love David Bowie because I lived on this planet, but I don't have necessarily. Well, I I, I don't I, I feel really. I try to be judgmental about how I react to celebrity deaths, and I I don't blame anyone for being like expressive in their grief or anything. But 
I I was definitely a weirdo growing up, and I haven't stopped being a weirdo now. But he was not necessarily one of the weirdos that I connected with. But I love and appreciate everything that he did. But when he passed away, my first thought was, oh, God, Jermaine Clement must be so sad because I know that he loved him so much. And his Bowie impression on Flight of the Concords years earlier was just mind-blowing. And um, if you have, if you in the audience have not seen Moana yet, um, my my boyfriend, Lin-Manuel Miranda, <laughs> um, wrote a song in uh, Moana that Jermaine Clement per- performs as a kind of trash-gathering crab to not spoil anything and he performs it as an almost pitch perfect uh homage i guess to david bowie it's it's half homage and half pastiche yeah it's um it's amazing and jimmy clement is one of those people that i immediately think of when i think of bowie and uh yeah it's i i can only second what you said it's very touching and it's super awesome and uh i don't know if you guys do explain a link anymore but that's that's definitely worth a read. We certainly mean to. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those. We things have every we th- intention. We think about doing it, but then we I've got a note card here. I'll write it down. <laughs> oh well, great. Well, that's one <laughs> step closer. Uh, Explain only. We are uh, exclusively sponsored by the Good Intentions Paving Company. And, <laughs> yep. uh, it is located uh, in Hell, Michigan. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's uh, our the good intentions vis-a-vis explainer links could have paved nine or ten roads to hell by now. <laughs> yes. So uh, I uh, I came up with this idea. Uh, I I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before. Uh, now, have you are you familiar with the uh, series Taken, uh, starring uh, one Liam Neeson? I am. I am. All right. Ish. Yeah. I mean, I know that it exists. You're, you're I've, right. seen I know, I've seen. I, I, I've seen Taken 1. All right, so... Don't you need to watch. I've seen them all. The first one's the only one you need to watch. There's three of them. There's three different films. And yes, I have an idea for a fourth film for Taken. And uh, it goes like this, all right? So it shows Liam Neeson getting captured by Russian mobsters, all right? And, it pan- and then it cuts to his house... And uh, the phone is ringing, and it, and the answering machine picks up, and they say that the, you know the no one's home, and uh, this Russian mobster is uh, saying how that they've captured Liam Neeson, and they're and they're going to kill him if someone does not pay a million dollars. Okay. Who hears it, but the family dog. <laughs> It's an old reference, but it still holds up. <laughs> so it's like Air Bud, <laughs> but the family dog is is gonna is gonna save Liam Neeson's character, and so it's like this. It goes like, let me hold on, let me get my music queued up for it. This fall, it's up to the dog. <laughs> and then at one point. Uh, I wanted the guy who was the the one uh, who was the character in Seinfeld who made fun of Jerry for wearing the fur coat. Uh, oh, the, yeah. The shit on me guy from Crow. I wanted him to play the Russian mobster where at one point he's just like in a warehouse and the lady's like, somebody get that dog! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But it was taken for, uh, which was a nice Air Bud 
crossover was my idea. So there you I go. Love it. Make sure you mail <laughs> it to yourself, man. <laughs> it's recorded I, well, for posterity. This is this is time stamped. So, uh... <laughs> this live feed is evidence. <laughs> That's right, Your Honor. It's like we just played through the whole show, and it's like, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and yeah, and now, 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 some, now some southern lawyers popping in suspenders. Now, your honor, <laughs> I don't know spit about lawyering, but I do know what a timestamp means. <laughs> well, I just like the idea where he's like, your honor, how can we take these people seriously when one of them be hating on the hee haw? <laughs> okay, now wait a minute. <laughs> That's I, right, Chris. Th- okay. You single-handedly got my case thrown out of fake court. I know. Those folks from Corn, those folks from Cornfield County, was doing their best, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I may may I? Is this is this the appropriate format to air a slight grievance I have with a uh, multi-billion-dollar company? Is that, uh, is that allowed here? Well, you know, uh, we don't usually start beefs. Uh... As long as Nate doesn't follow them on Twitter, you're gold. <laughs> okay. Normally That's we right. cater to brands, not insult brands. But you know what? It's Saturday. No, no. I, I want to hear. I want to he- hear what this is. If uh, Now, granted, if you uh, bring up Applebee's or Speedway, nope. uh, this will be deleted. Go on. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. There's no need to cut this bit out. There's no need to edit. Uh, Applebee's and Speedway are fine corporations with whom I have no beef. Um, it's not necessarily beef because uh, if there are any of my friends listening and uh, if there's anybody who's ever listened to my husband talk about me on this podcast, you will That's know- me. That's true. <laughs> you will know that there are two things that I love unconditionally in life, and they are my husband and Walt Disney World. Now- yes. Uh, in 2000, like y'all can't see it, but one of our cats just heard that and is crying. It's seppuku. (laughs) The cat just committed seppuku because he couldn't. It's Harry. Harry. Um. So terrible place there, and then I realized I was thinking of a different Japanese word. It's it might seppuku might not be correct, but it's you know what, goddamn close enough. Who cares? Um. In 2014, my husband and I celebrated our 10th anniversary, and we went to Walt Disney World, had an amazing time, and at one point, I was still on Twitter then, and I had tweeted about this awesome dinner and night that we had had at one of their um, amazing restaurants called Victorian Alberts. If you'd like to give me a free dinner for mentioning how amazing you are, I will take it. Thank yes, you. Yes, please. Yes, please. Um, Where is but this it was one? Just really... Where is that restaurant at? Which, which part? It's... It... It's at the Grand Grand Floridian Hotel. It's at the Grand Floridian Resort. Thank you. Please don't get me fired from my Disney clients. We'll Uh, we'll explain a link all of our home addresses after the episode so free swag (laughs) may be sent (laughs) off. Absolutely. Show up at my front door and test me on my knowledge. This is all I know, folks. It's all I know. Um, No, we'd had this amazing 10-course dinner at um, this this private dining. 10 courses? Yes. It was a tasting menu. We did it upright. Nice. But what was really cool about it was that our servers, it was a it was a tag team of, of people, and they had met working at Walt Disney World, and they'd been married for 25 years, and there was only four other, there's only four tables total in this private dining room, Ooh. and the table that was directly across from us was a couple about 10 years younger than us, and they, the, the, the young man who was at the table was about to propose to his soon-to-be fiancé, 
that night. So it was like just really cool. And I happened to tweet that it was amazing and hashtagged it with oh ho ho. It's magic because that song, if no other song, fit that moment perfectly. Right. Flash forward, smash cut, whatever editing term you would prefer, to the Walt Star Disney Wife. World Star Okay, Star <laughs> Wife. De- definitely a Star Wife scene there. Pixel right. Pixel to, and and look, here's the thing. I understand that Disney cannot take any suggestions or any um recommendations that a plebeian writes in in any sort of way, be it like via suggestion line, be it a complaint, anything. I've had this experience with them before because I wrote to them about their uh accessible bathroom situation and I said I just want to phrase this in a way that it can actually be put into the like to consider file and not in the immediately trash because I might try to make money off of it file however their latest with that said their latest ad campaign magically if you'll allow it uses the song oh ho ho it's magic (laughs) and I thought wait a minute I have it in writing and I followed I was really involved with Disney Twitter at the time and I don't remember anybody else using oh ho ho it's magic and I thought can I get .0001% of your profits for bringing this perfect song to your attention I, I ask for I believe you know what? How about just a, just a week? Just a week at the top resort. Yeah, dude, exactly. Just no, a hell week. No. Mama, Mama doesn't paid. settle for less than two weeks. <clears throat> one night in the Cinderella suite. Yeah, one, one night, night in the Cinderella, Cinderella suite. suite. Yes. That's it. Yes. That's, That's all see, I And th- this is actually a thing that happened to me also because I was like, uh, on our on three trips ago, I was like, Disney World is perfect because there's booze here now. <laughs> now see that's the Chris thing. Is going. <laughs> I've never I've never got a chance to really uh booze it up at Disney. No, um, that's true. You haven't because the last time you went you went with children and I we all children. know they make ch- they make trips more magical. <laughs> well, uh, two <laughs> two trips ago I had a beer slush. Yeah. Mm. Now you know, keep in mind the next time we're gonna go I'm gonna drink. <laughs> like, be, yeah, I was, I was gonna say the next time, the next time you and your wife, uh, public domain, and your children, your wife. Yep. Yep. Uh, and next time, next time, the four of y'all go as a fam. Uh, yeah. They're gonna be old enough to kind of deal with themselves. Well, uh, yeah, so they'll, they'll, you can t- you, so you can go to Epcot to and home and I want uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be uh, yeah. I'm very excited. We've talked about it. Uh, we're looking at um. Two years, and in, in the next two years, because at that point all of my kids will be tall, and yes. they can go on everything. So, yes. Uh, we're now very here's here's that. where we need to plan it as a joint venture. Obviously. Obviously, and obviously. If we plan it as a joint venture, Giblet, unmute yourself. Stop flirting with the ladies and uh, Edward. Pay attention to Dad. Yeah, uh, you know, you know. If how we plan it is. as a joint venture. Like, we can take shifts with the children, and then the other three adults who aren't with the children riding rides can go tie one on. Yeah. No, I love your children more than almost anything, but I'm not signing on for that. Yeah, that's, no. that's, that's too much. But I'll, I'll sign on for it. I'll, dude, I'll take Tatum and Todd. We'll go ride them on, like, like 
uh, Mission to Mars, and then uh, okay, like, the other three y'all can go get hammered. That's not a ride. Edward, can you please take note of the fact that Brandon agreed to that? Dino said yes. Yeah. Mommy yeah, said I mean, no. I love Tatum and Tatum. Yeah, I do, too. They're, they're my both favorite delightful comedy team. Weirdos. They are I do, team. too. I want to hang out with them everywhere. Uh, minus one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. Now, I will say, just, uh, I don't talk about Tatum and Tatum on the show very often. Uh, but one of their favorite shows is uh, AFB. And nice. <laughs> okay, well, if they kick me in the nuts and expect everyone else to laugh, I'm not going to be happy. Well, I got news for you. I would. Because uh, I laugh every time. <laughs> like, I found out something about myself this Christmas when I watched Home Alone 2 and was, like, literally laughing out loud. No, don't. Dude, don't, no, don't. That has ravaged you. You know, because here's no, why. No, A bag of tools, I... a bag of yep. tools falls yep. on, um, oh, God, now, uh, now I'm losing my, my mind here because I've drank Daniel so many beer. Daniel Stern. Not Daniel Stern, the other one. Joe Pesci. Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Falls on Joe Pesci's head. Normally, that would kill a human being. <laughs> yeah. Like, because it's not like a bag of tool falls on his head. It's like... He unzip like he opens the door and the bag unzips and like a, a waterfall of heavy metal tools falls on his head repeatedly. This would kill a human being, but the whole time yeah. he's just like ow 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 ow, <laughs> and it's so fucking stupid. It's like Three Stooges level absurdity, and uh, also I, also, I, I laughed out loud at the just also. Like, Here's here's a fun thing to consider vis-a-vis -vis Home Alone 2. Um, it is a movie about a kid who is lost by himself in New York and has to fight two thieves with mousetrap style uh, <laughs> yeah. mousetrap style you know uh, shenanigans. Let's call it. Traps. And the president of the fucking United States of America is in it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Just took a turn. Just took a turn. Yeah. Hey, yep. I, I, I have a question, if it's okay. Oh, please, by all means. We're an open floor. Okay, great. I just want to make sure. I do listen to a lot of Pardo, and sometimes the floor is not open for questions, so I wanted to make sure it was open. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ah, I'm, not, I'm not as angry as Jimmy Pardo. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good, because he'll probably die of a heart attack at 56. Please don't, Jimmy. Please don't, I Jimmy. I love you. I'm, Jimmy, I, I'm I love the Belknap, so Eddie's the Garen. Okay, I guess I am the celebrity guest. There you go. That's questionable. Uh -huh. I'm the Amber. I'm the Amber Rose of this episode. Hey. Like you don't know how it's gonna you work out, but it's some be a big name. That Elvis impersonator who did the Disney album. Yes, let me give a shout out to PeterEldenEntertainment.com. I designed the website and I've designed many of his promotional materials, and he is amazing I and hope. super. I shake and bake that shit. You did. I, yeah, I don't. That's that's. Well, thank you for outing me. That's kind of a secret that you you gave me a little assist <laughs> on that one. But uh, yeah, no. Peter I helped by giving a thumbs up when she said, "What do you think?" Mm, <laughs> no, you helped more than that. You helped more than that. No, yeah. I do. I do actually have a relevant question because um, my dearest uh, better half just mentioned the president of the united states which is official now it's saturday as we're recording God this. Help us all. Vincent yes, Kennedy McMahon. 
Yes, let's do a Joe Biden no, sign no. of the cross at this, this moment. Is, this, is, this is my solemn prediction as a man of the world and a smart person. A man of the world? Man yes, the world. I'm a man of the world. You went to Germany one time. Uh, I've been to all sorts of countries thanks to Epcot. Yeah, Nate. Thank you very much. No, I, I read a lot of books, and I'm I like up on stuff. Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> like, my solemn prediction is that Vincent, or, I'm Vincent. Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon will be a part of the government of the United States of America at some point in the next world. And actually, I do hope that his first faux pas will be called a Vincent. That actually, Vincent, let's, yeah. trademark, let's get well, that trademark. Uh, yeah, Linda, Linda's already you involved, drink. man. Linda, Linda Lena Kennedy McMahon. Uh, <laughs> she took his middle name too. Very odd. Um, she is. Uh, she's the. Uh, she, she's the head of uh, small business. That's what she's. Uh, she's gonna be. Yeah, she just. She just runs a Fortune 300 company, so she knows all about small business. Hey, no, I started out as a as a little tiny regional federation, and is now. Way, it now made it now made surfs up too. Uh, it did, and no. Jetsons meet the big show. No, I really do have like a legitimate question. Um, oh, that's and right. I would like. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry to be serious. Um, no, I want to. Uh, now, our before I ask this, is everyone's. Um, home base like more or less known on this podcast or um, are we yes i it is known that i broadcast live from tulip city we actually okay. ab- when trump got elected we abandoned all kayfabe with the show yes okay. we did okay. except okay. for the fact well, that i'm 28 I... years old that is still canon uh no nope. i'm shooting from my private bunker known as the danctuary the danctuary okay well be- before you before you submerged yourself in the danctuary edward my question is, now you uh, are near, are, are right in the heart of our nation's capital, right. and I guess, uh, not, not to bring anything down or make it too serious, but um, what is the general vibe that you have had in the last couple of months? I know, um, because we are friends behind the scenes, I know that it's been a bit of a bummer recently <laughs> for everybody. But um, when you when you ride the metro and when you're out and about with the people of uh, the nation's capital, what is the general? Yeah, the who are the? Okay, Ed, my first question is who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood, and how do they feel about the coming apocalypse? Um, there's two categories. Well, technically, there's three. First, you got the activists the people who actively are trying to fight everything that's going on and they're always rattling their sabers and talking about what they're going to do and what organizations that they're a part of and organizing shit. That's one. And then two, you've got the category I fall in, the bitter (laughs) federal employee (laughs) who's like, well... It's another day at the office, except now I don't. I respect my boss even less. And uh, well, I mean, I respected Obama, but like, just the idea that I have oh to that boss, okay, that work, boss. I was yeah, making sure. Meet the Jason's new boss. Suit. Nothing like, like yeah, meet, the, meet the new boss, not <laughs> the same as the old boss. And then the third category, which is probably the majority of the people that I interact with on the metro, 
are uh, they're they're what I would call the real America. You know, they're the, the guys America. who are they're working at the Pinkberry. They're they're, bicycle, <laughs> they're bicycle couriers. Yeah, yeah, and, the, the backbone of America. They, uh, they, yeah, they, run yeah. the, they run the shop. Like all of us were at one day. Well, I, I guess I'm just curious because we, I, I clearly live with Dino. I live in um, Wait, a state what? that's, I know, right? Um, yeah, we're, we're really part of the kimono and that we've said a hundred times tonight we're married. Yeah, no, but I mean, we live in a traditionally blue area. Uh-huh. But um, it's a state. A blue area that fucking turned. Okay. Yeah, yeah. dude, uh, he'll it, turn. It, he'll turn in it, 2016. It, 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 I'm looking it. at you, Macomb County. All right, all right. Um, but it's a state that flipped red, and I, uh, I, I don't get out. But, but magically lost ninety thousand votes from Wayne County. Okay. okay. Here we go. Here we go. Well, let me tell right. you. No. Let me tell you. <laughs> this might help you. I uh, DC, I believe, is like the fifth or sixth largest city in the country. And uh, in this city, I mean, it, here it couldn't be clear, you know, nobody likes Trump. He's an idiot. He's going to ruin our country. Right. He's no one. I'll tell you one thing you won't find. Hey, 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 I'll broker no talk about that. One thing you won't find anywhere in D.C. are Trump supporters. I mean, they just they, if you do come across a Trump supporter, it's either because he works for him. They or, live in Georgetown, don't they? Yeah, or they might live in Georgetown. So they, so like, I don't. I guess I should be asking you the question. I don't understand what it's like to live in an area where anybody looks at him as anything other than a joke. Because around. Okay. Well. Well. Can, well, boy. Can I? Can I? Can I, can I yeah. tell my one story? Yeah, yeah I'm. Quick? I'm. Go, I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm gonna let Chris field this uh, because this is Trump's America, and now I have to let her do this. No, you don't. That's actually <laughs> um, the exact opposite. No, that's that's the reason for the the march. This right. Right. That gets to do yeah, this. it's March day. No, you well, let me talk. I still, talk the I still story. have to acquiesce to let her talk. <laughs> That's right. Did you fill out form ten ninety eight C? Yes, uh, she we... filled out ten. She she filled out form ten ninety eight C, and I have acquiesced permission to let her speak for us as a unit of married folk. All right. Okay. I will. By that I mean I'm gonna go get more booze. Okay. Great. Well, I will tell you. Um, about a year and a half ago, uh, marked from the time of the election, um, a friend of mine who figured out an, an ingenious life hack, who I do not wish to name by name, but it's brilliant, and I'd send it to anybody who It's wanted. seriously dope as hell. Yeah. Um, figured out a life hack via Facebook that you could set up a list on Facebook where you would only see um, designated people's posts, but you'd see all of them because the Facebook algorithm is a little bit shaky. Yeah, uh, so right. this was this was like late 2014. So the the election wasn't you know the election rhetoric I guess the primaries weren't even gearing up yet. So I had set up a list of people which were about a half to a third of my friend list that I wanted to make sure I saw anything they posted. Um, and you two gentlemen are on I, it. I so call say, the I'm not, fuck. Down. I'm not gonna ask. Uh, no. So I, I was curious. I no. If I've ever here's here's the here's the key. If I've ever liked something you've said in the last year and a half, you're on the list. Um, if not, then I've never seen it, so it didn't bother me. Um, so during election season, I I I swear on all things that are sacred. I really didn't set it up by any measure other than like these are the people who I'd really like to stay updated with. So I kind of 
inadvertently stayed in a very liberal blue bubble where either people were saying nothing, which was appreciated, or were very much on the side of Hillary Clinton or just not Trump. Um, So uh, let's flash forward to November 9th, the day that will live in infamy for how super awesome it was for people I now have a problem. Who are posing with a fish in their profile pic. Correct. Um, but yes. I, I, it was a really, a look, I'm not alone in it. And I'm a white cisgendered straight female. So I'm not going to pretend that like I had it worse than somebody else, but as a disabled like female, it was also like, thanks for slapping me in the face, America. But I didn't, I don't, I work from home. Um, I, I work. Yeah, I work out of my home as a graphic designer, so I don't really, I don't get out a lot, as the old people like to say to me. And so the first time that I went out of the house was that Saturday after the election. And I basically spent the first couple of days after the election, Brandon can attest to it, crying and being really angry. And so Saturday was the first day I'd been out of the house, and I went to the salon to get my hair done. And there were some people... I, I kind of thought like, okay, well, nobody's going to be talk like nobody talks out loud about this. People are always louder online. Like it's just going to be one of those things that if you oh, dear. are, yeah, if you're in <laughs> line with the people, if you're in line with what happened nationally or via the electoral college, cool. Oh, if dear. you're not, then you're probably not going to pick fights because you're whiny crybaby liberals like me, and you're not going to want to talk about it. Hey, 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 hey. So, the proper term is libtards. I'm sorry, uh, no, libtards. actually, the new term is snowflake. snowflake. Okay, yeah, I I am definitely a snowflake. Yeah, because I, I think people should be treated with respect, so that means I think I'm special. So where I was sitting <laughs> in the salon, I happened to hear a conversation. Salon. salon. Uh, yes, where we were discussing um, literature and uh, politics. <laughs> So I says to Madge, I says, I bet those celebrities lead interesting lives. Exactly. Can we please talk about what Catherine Zeta-Jones is up to now? I mean, I really respect her for coming back from the the, the bipolar disorder. It's so brave. What Um, she did, her husband, what she's done with, oh, she's so brave. Now I heard, (laughs) and don't quote me on this, but I heard he cured his throat cancer with oral sex. No, he got it from oral he sex. He got it from oral sex. He got oral it from oral sex. Now my ears are... <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, where I, where I was sitting with my dear, dear... Uh, the, the woman who does my hair is amazing. We didn't have a single... She's the best. Yeah, we didn't have a single discussion about politics, and it was awesome. Not because... I'm scared or whatever, which I am. I'm I'm trying to get better day by day about talking about it out loud. But we just had a talk about her baby, and she was great. But um, what I did over here was a discussion. Like, and this is the first time in four days since the nation has. I have to look since at Since Russia it. said our nation needed to elect this guy. No, since there were enough people in this country to spit on me for ever being concerned about the myriad of sins that and this see, man I don't, committed. I don't think that actually happened, and I will say again on this show publicly, I, I, there were almost 80,000 votes lost in Wayne County, which would have turned Michigan toward Donald Trump. Whatever the there case may be. <laughs> yeah. I, no, whatever the case may be. Like, I'm listening to two people have this discussion about, like, he had sins, and I don't know why I'm going to do the patented um, voice for a particular mother, who some people on the show will know, but uh, it's just, I don't know why it's generic, but 
Like, yeah, he had some things he said wrong in the past, but everybody makes mistakes. <laughs> and, it, like, it was just that. And, like, I don't understand why people are crying. Like, why are you overreacting so much to this? It's, like, big deal. I voted for people who didn't win. I don't cry about it. Why do you have to be a baby? And I'm just like, yo, this is I, my first I voted time. for Catherine McPhee and Taylor Hicks yeah. won. You don't see me it, crying. It was literally one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? All I wanted to do was come out to, like, get my hair done, chill out, go yeah, out to lunch, exactly. and go the fuck and Then we home. have to hear about Soul Patrol versus Dingus White Person Patrol. But it, it was just, like, it was one of those moments where I'm like, I I realize I've put myself in the bubble, even though the way, at least online, I had done it was not intentional. Like, it really wasn't like, oh, this person supports Trump, this person doesn't. And see, what sucks is I knew better, and I still deluded myself into thinking it wasn't going to happen, because I'm still friends with all the dipshits. Well, oh, I sure. think what really needs what really needs to be noted is that 12 hours later, my gallbladder killed itself, and then that is I also ended up true. in the hospital. Yeah. So, it is also true. It that, was that like that was true. that was my one moment out in the sun and well, it uh, wasn't twelve hours, but it was thirty six hours. It was terrible and it was and it was one of those moments that I just sat there and took it because I was so Because you were like deep down I deserve this for voting for crooked Hillary. <laughs> oh God. I don't I I I mean like uh, I get it. I, I casted my vote for Jill Stein, and then my gallbladder committed suicide. That's what. It no, this is. Oh, you want to be. You. This is. I will tell you an honest moment. Brandon was still at work, and I was flipping out during election day, and watching MSNBC because I needed to be with my people. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I kept going. You know, I was. Oh, that got I me. Was, Good job. I was, I thank you. I was working um, in, as I said, in the setup here is our our computer's always in the kitchen. So I was in the kitchen and I kept going back in the living room where our big TV is and like checking or, in with what was going as on. As they say in Mexico, a la mesa. Okay. No, um, it's cultural. Yeah. Th thank you. Well, hey, it doesn't you know matter. What? They're we all support a Latino and Latina brothers and sisters. Why bother? That's right. Um, why bother That's anymore? why I exclusively um, use Ortega. Yeah. Add me to the list. Please <laughs> Do un it. Please understand. Do I don't it. Even, I don't even want to say shit like this, like, sarcastically anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't <laughs> even... Because it's... Look out the window. It's fucking Armageddon. Um, No, but I kept going in to, watch, like, check in on MSNBC, and there was this, like, beautiful young Latina girl that was being interviewed at her polling station in Name Your City, America, and uh, they were the the interviewer was asking her, well, like you know, this is your first election, and she's like, yeah, I'm really excited. Oh. And they said, well, do you mind who we ask you if we ask you who you voted for? Yeah. And she said, I voted for Jill Stein. And there was like, I don't I don't want to say I saw what was coming, even though I called it on election night earlier than my husband did, because for once my pessimism won. Yeah, out. it was it was a real reversal because normally I'm the pessimistic like total dickhead yeah and uh and my wife my wife normally she's normally she's Pollyanna about a lot of shit yeah and then uh I was just like well you know what Virginia came in right Virginia came in correct 
Michigan's still close, to, still too close to call. Wisconsin's still too close. We'll go to bed and we'll wake up to good no. news in the morning, and then uh, we woke up to the Price is Right losing horn. I actually know. I, I I was chatting with one of my best friends who lives in Florida, and she is a spot of blue amongst a sea of red. And about eight thirty, I mess it. We were messaging back and forth, and I said, "This looks bad." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah." And I and I said that to Brandon. And he was like, "No, no, 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 no." But this anyway, it, about two in the afternoon, this beautiful girl they interviewed her and said, "Who did you vote for?" And she said. Jill Stein and I thought, uh, well, I'm, I'm, uh, what? <laughs> I'm uh, let's say lubricated enough to just say it. Um, congratulations, mediocre white people, you found your champion. <laughs> everything's great now, right? Yeah, everything's great now because it, nothing's your fault. I nothing's was... your fault. It's always the other's fault. Don't believe it's me. Not I your... voted for Crassos. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's it's totally not your fault that uh, <laughs> yeah. nothing, nothing's nothing's your fault at all. No, no. I just yeah. I I will say the one like the one thing that kind of made me laugh about uh, Jill Stein's uh, run and when she tried to appeal in Michigan when she when she was like there had to have been voter fraud something's not right. Well, there. Uh, the voter fraud was that there were ninety thousand votes ish in Wayne County that didn't get counted. There we go. The county, uh, the county, yes. my wife and I. We in. get it, Detective Bunch. <laughs> there was a, uh, there was some shady shit going on. But I just like when the, when you know, because she was like, "There's some shady shit going on, guys. You need to look at this." And the judge was like, "Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> you weren't gonna win. <laughs> yeah. Like, like one out of every eight Feminist studies majors in the state of Michigan voted for you. That's it. That's yeah, <laughs> like yeah. outside of that, like like somebody wrote in Lou Costello and he got more votes than you. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I I I'm gonna win the presidency. <laughs> yeah, that was, the... <laughs> that was actually one of the. I actually one of the for Lou Costello right here on this podcast. <laughs> what? That's I... what than Jill Stein would have gotten. Uh, I literally I, have gotten... I apologize gotten... being a really loud, bitter boy about this. All no, no, no. I literally have gotten to the point where, like, in the last month, any celebrity who does anything to slightly delight me, I'm like, yeah. No, vote, by, vote that guy for president. Vote that lady for president. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a... It couldn't get worse. Here's, here's the thing <laughs> that I take some small consolation in. You know that picture from the Montgomery riots? Where there's that cop who's holding the leash of the Doberman who's chewing on a protester. Yeah. I can't wait to see where this is going. Every single person who voted for Trump is that guy. Which one? <laughs> the guy. They're the guy the holding the leash of the Doberman chewing on a protester. Because uh, right now we look at that guy chewing, like holding the leash of the Doberman chewing on the protester, and go. Man, fuck that guy. Now, <laughs> why is he doing that? No, here, here. Even if it's his job, he should know better. I know, but here is here is my stance, and it for whatever it's worth is like, and I I said as much on my Facebook page, but that's not open to the public because I'm not an idiot. Um. Hey, my Facebook page is open to the public, though I yes, am but, idiot. <laughs> no, Ed, you're Ed, you're a sweet, sweet boy, and also you could. Like, you've been in the military. You could deal with people much better than me. If somebody showed up at my door, I'd be like, you're right, Trump forever. Steve Bannon is my best friend. I don't... Um, no, it's 
I understand at some weird level, like I voted for Barack Obama because he was somebody who was knowledgeable and smart and had amazing ideas, but was also like not completely entrenched in the Washington system. So I, I get the, I get the like knee jerk reaction to say like, this guy's an outsider, but also Barack Obama is a constitutional scholar and lawyer and like, an amazing intellect and a one in a million right. orator and and was a senator and everything like he had enough people voted background. for Barack Obama because they had hope and hope looks forward the people who voted for Donald Trump think that hopes look think that think that hope looks backward and they're fucking wrong hope never looks backward i thought you were going to say people who voted for Donald Trump really liked hope floats I was, That's I was probably not a bad analogy. I was like mentally processing it, but you <laughs> again, star. No, see, like, and that, and that's the thing. Hope never looks backward. And like I said earlier, like, like mediocre people who think Trump is their champion, like you're looking backwards. Don't fucking do that. Well, yeah. it's. I think. Yeah. I think it's. It's very easy to ignore the messages that are hurtful and dangerous when they don't apply directly to you. But I think we've already seen with some of the news that's come out of appointments and things that have been done to the ACA he's and stuff. That's like, well, he's I mean, draining he's draining the swamp something. by adding more swamp. That's how you drain <laughs> things. No, he's draining the swamp and filling it with sewage runoff. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it's, it's, a da- it's a dangerous proposition to bet on somebody else's misery and hope it never touches you. Yes. You know, like it's yeah. it's really, and I know that they're and, no. Hold and on, hold and on. look, shitty white people. We know life is hard for all uh-huh. of us. <laughs> we know life is fucking tough, okay? But it's it, it's tougher for other folks. Yes, yes. And uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, I'll tell you this, I um. I had a family member, extended family, uh, super extended, um, say, I don't get why all these women are marching today when, you know, like, how are they not equal? And there, there's worse things all over the world where women are treated much worse than they are here. And that's the kind of shit that makes the hair on the back, well, if I had any, it's waxed. But if I had hair in the back of my neck, it would stand up. Because I cannot stand that. It is the shittiest thing you can say to somebody. Where it's yeah. like, oh, your problems don't matter because somebody has it worse. It's like, ow. Yeah. Or it's like, oh man, I spilled uh, soda on my laptop today. I'm really, I'm kind of depressed today because that was a really expensive laptop. Somebody can't afford food. Well, yeah. you know what? I'm still allowed to be sad. About something in my life, <laughs> right? And, uh, and like, and and that's that's kind of my whole thing. And I like, I really get bent out of shape about it. But like, I'm, I am like a union dude who works for a living. And like, I get, I totally get how, how angry, like working class white people are right now. But that doesn't, that also doesn't mean like your problems are the only problems in the whole world. Exactly. That's the problem. And, uh, and on the flip of that, like, 
I am kind of one of those people that, uh, no pun intended, and dear God, fuck you for ruining this turn of phrase. But, like, I could trump a lot of people's, like, day-to-day woes with being like, guess what? Can't take myself to the bathroom, motherfuckers. And then it's like, oh, shit, my car isn't running right. Like, you know, like, and I, it's a lost cause to try to say, like, oh, it, it, not in the way that we need to pay attention to minorities who've been ignored and discriminated against, not at all, but also in the, like, well, my life is bad too. Well, like, yeah, dude, everybody's life is bad at some point or another, but you don't shut down other people and tell them their concerns are not valid and shouldn't be listened to because you feel ignored. Because here's the thing about privilege. You never understand how good you have it because you just don't have the negative shit happen to you. You just have, like, you just reap the benefits. So right. it's like, well, nobody ever showed up at my door with a check right. and a and, college education. It was like, and, and yeah, also, no shit, and also, that's not how it works. And also, not to be a total asshole, no one's ever said you're articulate. <laughs> Suffering is relative to the sufferer. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. See, this is the thing about our show. Uh, you know, we like to have fun. We're cerebral. We'll talk about dating <laughs> before we can. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. And, yeah. and we're 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 four white cisgendered straight folks. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, and it's um, and it's Thai, half Thai. You know. He brings in that. And and, and left-handed. Okay. And left-handed. All so, thinking it. You know, also between left-handed. him and Chris, uh, we really we're kind of we're we're kind of the Rainbow Coalition of the internet. Oh yeah. And I mean, close Nate, enough. Uh, I would like to take a real quick second for you and I to high five for being so open and inclusive oh, on our yeah. show. Way to go, us. God bless Oh God. Can I can I just take the time to say and like like Ed, I I don't know how you feel about this or whatever, but like I as I in private I have thanked my husband for being cool and being a feminist and being like hey thanks for the four days wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute just in case people are listening in public i'm a feminist in as far as it makes my wife not upset (laughs) i'm like such an asshole Uh, right now well you know uh as a as a writer for the lockhorns in uh (laughs) no like don't 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 get me wrong big ups to all my friends out there like all my dude friends out there who identify as male and who are like, yeah, what women go through is shitty. What we've had, what you've had to listen to in this election cycle is shitty. It's wrong, but you, you deserve more. However, it's also the time for like white cisgender dudes who are straight to shut up and like be mad and make change on a level that some of us other minorities cannot, but also, like, or, yeah, or take a stand, but shut up and let other people talk and don't try to tell their stories or, for them. You know? or, or, because this is unfortunately the time we live in, like, we need to verify what the minorities say. Because people will listen to us as straight, white, cisgender dudes. People might occasionally listen to us vis-a-vis, like... Hey, minorities might have it rough sometimes. Bring the message, bring yeah. bring the messenger to a point where they can feel safe in expressing like, 
here is what we go through. And, and also, let us not forget that white women are also a minority in this country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also, white women need to shut up and listen to, like, not white women, too. That's yeah. a whole other it's thing. A, it's, like, we all just, we all need to collectively just start it's just until we all as, the same color. It's kind of as, like, as, Barrio, as Barrio said, and I'm paraphrasing, in his, uh, and I talked about this last week, as Barrio said in his uh, farewell address, uh, hey, everybody, uh, don't be buttholes. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. No, it's 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 like if you if you are if you can operate in a system if you can operate within the system that we have set up in the patriarchy and and in the racist society we live in, if you like operate where you can get messages to higher levels, do it. Yeah. But it's kind of like when Beyonce's Lemonade came out and it was like, well, I'm not comfortable with her saying this or whatever. And I'm like, why don't we all Dog, just shut the fuck up you don't and listen have to, to be formation? At no time was that with the good hair. Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, real, real fast, how smart is the person I married? Not. Oh. Why did she take my dumb, dumb butt? <laughs> I huh? Guess we've been together for a million years. <laughs> I will be. Oh, I just got a kiss. Um, I will be honest with you, this whole week I have been playing, like, Chicago's If You Leave Me Now and just staring at pictures of Barry O and being like, why can we not just although, overthrow the, you know what, fuck the Constitution. I, I, I'm on board. Michelle Obama's face yesterday, or uh, two days ago, was basically our entire face. Hashtag, we are all Michelle. Oh, man. She made that same face as that chick who won the silver medal at the Olympics. Oh, she is, she, she is the new, what is her name, Michaela Maroney? Yes. Michaela Maroney. Michelle Obama is not impressed. I, Jezebel posed this, Jezebel.com proposed this question, and I really want to know the answer, and I'm sure we'll learn it eventually, but, like, what's in the box? Like, guys, can we <laughs> yeah, play a game? What was in the box? Can we, can we play a mini game that I'm just thinking of off the top of my head real quick? What's in the box? I want, like, if it wasn't so thin, my first okay. guess was Billy Bass. Okay. <laughs> Ed, what do you, Ed, what do you think is in the box? Now, do you know the box? Well, of course I know the box, and I know what's in I... it. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head. Okay. <laughs> All right. Still. Brandon, what's in the box? Uh, my belief is, uh, for what's in the box is, is it an, it, it is an exquisitely carved, uh, Likeness of Melania Trump's middle finger to Michelle Obama. Ooh. Mm. That's a little more cerebral than they are. I like think Melania Melania went and like got her pla- got like a plaster mold of her hand and then somebody poured Swarovski crystal into it. <laughs> I like that you think Swarovski crystal can be poured into something. Liquid. No, it's yeah, it's liquid crystal. You can melt quartz, but uh, I, you know, like you can uh, melt quartz until it solidifies into a shape. I, I, here's my thing: it's a Billy Bass. I know physics, woman. Okay, it's sorry. a Billy Bass, sorry. and when you press the red button, it plays na 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 hey 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 goodbye. Oh, oh. yeah, it's that's like, really good. I, see, that's a really good joke. <laughs> they're shitty. Oh. They're shitty Spencer's gift people. 
That's like well, I look at them, and that's what I think. I'm like, you would send me a Christmas oh, card. Oh wait, with, I got it. I got it. A penis with a Santa hat on it. Oh man, I got it. It's one of those things. Remember from Spencer's gifts where like it had that thing where it was like the uh, if you squeeze a little squeeze ball, the dude would drop his pants. Yeah, yeah. Let's see more butts. Right. It's it's that. <laughs> we gotta get that guy on the show. It's that, but it's 100% amethyst. This is, this is my okay. Like I, everybody, any anyone, I, I'm sure there to to many people that that's true love forever. Um, heart drawn in the back of a yearbook on Melania and Donald, but like. Wait, is her name Melania? Because I've only Melania. Because yeah, you know, here's the thing. I've avoided listening to all press, and all this time I've I've thought it's been Melena. Mm-mm. No, it's Melania. Oh. Um, you should learn your first lady's first name. Well, Nate's very not, not my first lady. Hashtag. Nope. Okay. Hashtag dot com. Hashtag dot com. Dot org. This is. This was, and again, I'm I'm sorry that this question was posed by by Jezebel. Um the site for dirty feminazis. Mm, uh, yes. But one in the same. Like there's th- I never thought about it when it happened, but do you remember after I think it was during the second debate after Trump's um audio uh shenanigans, you know, locker room talk. Shenanigans, yeah. Right. With uh with with Billy Bush, I think we all remember what was said. Um that Melania wore, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but Melania it saw that it was reported as such, but she wore that blouse with the bow to the second debate, yeah. and it was it yeah. was called the puss the pussy bow. The pussy bow. Um, yeah. Right. It, in reference to cats only, I'm sure. Now, is that, and and I think that Nate, I think you're a watcher of Saturday Night. Live, Ed. I don't know if you watch Saturday Night Live too, but yeah, they've we both they've do. we share the same Hulu. Okay, that they've done some jokes about like Melania being not super into Trump, but like, are we thinking that he may be the first president to actively get divorced while in the White House? Because oh God, I hope so. <laughs> Not that that'll make a difference, but like that pussy bow thing at the time felt like a slap in the face. But now, if you've seen the things where he's tried to grab her hand and he doesn't, she doesn't, she's not super into it. And, you know, she's she's oh, yeah. staying in New York with Baron until the summer when he's done with school and whatever. Like, obviously, yeah. it's a marriage of, of oh, money I, I, grabbing wants- or whatever. But, like, do we think that they're going to stay married the whole no. four years he's in office? I want a sitting U.S. president to get divorced, and I want it to be a Republican president. That way I get to see an entire calendar year of mental gymnastics to justify the idea of a thrice-divorced United States sitting president. Thrice-divorced. Nate, Ed? I am, uh, yeah, like, uh, in the God's honest truth, speaking pop culturally, uh, to yeah. have a sitting president's wife peace out, oh, 
my god. Because, like, uh, I think somebody pres- just wrote recently... A they sitting like, president would have to pay alimony what? out of his salary. <laughs> what did somebody... No, no, what no, did that somebody... would be amazing. No, he's already signed over his salary yeah, to he, the Treasury. Yeah, he walked He walked away from his salary. And, um, yeah. no, and no president should be able to do that. What, what, what did somebody just say? They, um... Like I saw a, a meme recently when it was like, when all you wanted was a sugar daddy, but now you the first lady. Yeah. Because it's here's crazy. the thing. You know, it's like, in in this white cisgendered world in which we live, people don't understand what the first lady does. And the first lady is basically the soul of the presidency. Yes, she yeah. sets the tone. Yeah, she's the, pres- the she's the voice for the voiceless. She yeah. she takes she takes the lower end of the ladder and brings them up. That's what the yep. first lady does. Yep. If you can't handle that, it's gonna your life is gonna be shit. It is not you know because you are now you know like celebrities are always in the public eye. Like she was already in the public eye being Donald Trump's wife. But now right. you're under a microscope because yeah, people are actually, watch what you do in every choice. Actually, I think Melania Trump isn't going to be a terrible first lady. She's probably going to be like somewhere above, slightly above middle of the road average. No. Because <laughs> she was born a poor Russian peasant. Right. Well, if she uses that, I could see, yes. you know, if she, if she actually... If she did, if and, she did like a quite, third of the work of Michelle Obama, yes, you know, and quite literally, there is nothing a president can do to stifle the agenda of the first lady. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even think that's a concern, honestly, because here's the thing: is that they've tried to um, talk to her parents, her school friends, and stuff from when she was growing up. I believe in Slovenia, but I might be wrong. So please fact check me. I I don't care. I'm not sure. No, it wasn't Slovenia. It was the real quick. Okay. um, Not to break into this, Eddie, our uh, media, our media uh, go to Eddie. Are you there? Eddie, can you hear me? (laughs) Because I I, I think we lost uh, Facebook feed. All right. He walked away. Now he's coming back. I think he heard my voice. Eddie? Eddie? All right. Eddie! Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I think something here. Oh, yeah, I'm right here. Sorry, I had it on mute. There it is. Ed. Right. Ed, I think we lost. So now, had it on now, mute. now that Ed's back, I would really like to talk about my fake baseball franchise that no. is 11 and <laughs> 7. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that. Oh, you that. fucker. You made me lose my headphones. Hold on. Nope. Oh, uh, no, I, I, I mean, I threw my head right back so head, hard. My fake picture, no, my fake no, picture, no. Gail Tilgard. I literally threw my head back in laughter so hard, both no. my headphones popped out of my ears. No one, no one wants <laughs> to hear about my fake baseball franchise. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to listen to it. Eddie, so. Eddie, yeah. Are yeah. we, are we still live right now? Is everything okay with the live feed? Uh, we appear to be up and going, uh, Mr. Okay. Forrester. Yeah, yeah, yep. Ed, JD says we could hear you the whole time on this side, Ed. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Like, so when you were screaming, yes, also, yes, I'm here before you. 
so many reasons. Also, I would like to extend, uh, as as a proud husband to a wonderful woman, I would like to extend uh, J.D. Forrester a great thank you for saying that my wife was hilarious last time she was on the show. Yeah, he was very. He was. He's very excited that she's here this week or tonight. I have. To, I can I say something? Is is his? Does can I know his first name or does he? Is he Joshua? Josh. J.D. Josh. is his Facebook name. That's why we call him Josh. Him. This is just for you. And it may be edited out of the final version. You're right. But fuck it. We're on live right now. Josh, <laughs> my husband, my husband, etc. bits, let's just pretend that was here, um, told me today that you actually remembered that I was on the show, let alone had complimentary words for me, and I metaphorically shit my pants that anybody remembered that I was on the show let alone requested that I come back to the show. Yeah. So that's super fucking awesome. You're the man. Please uh, be my friend on Facebook because I'm sure that we will get along like gangbusters. And um, this is a shout out to Justin Gelsinger, who I've never met in real life, but was also one of the coolest people I'd ever seen on Facebook. And when he sent me a friend request, I was elated. And, and she responded uh, in all caps, yeah, bitch. Yep, I did. <laughs> uh, and so, J.D. Forrester, Josh Forrester, if you want to friend me on Facebook, let's totally be friends, and it will be awesome. And you made my day, if not my week. And this is a super shitty week for you to even make an attempt to try to make my week. Um, and you did. So, thank you. Because I uh, am a super huge dork. I'm not terribly funny. I'm not like my my gentlemanly friends who run this podcast. I don't think that I am a comedic comedic talent in Girl. any way. Girl, hold my earrings. You're funny. You don't even know it. That's why you're no. funny. Um, so thank you. So if I, I get off of this, if I get off of this podcast and you haven't sent me a friend request, we gonna have problems, boy. So I get us. She's gonna ask me to leave her alone. That's what he said. <laughs> uh, no, in all honesty, uh, J.D. Forrester, Josh Forrester, uh, we've been friends, um, I want to say since my sophomore slash junior year. My and, year! Yeah, and uh, he uh, he has been down with the show, I, I literally since the That's pilot the episode, back when, when uh, Miracle and I... Uh, it was just the two of us doing the YouTube show. Yeah, it was a gruesome twosome. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> that's what, what I called him, the Birdman, for like the first three episodes before he was Miracle. And, I'm glad uh, that ended. <laughs> they're they're both lawyers. Harvey Birdman, Jay Miracle. No, that's, that's what it, no, but, no, uh, I got it. But, uh, I I got it. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> and he would do this thing where he'd go caca, dude. He would even raise his arms. God love him. He tried to play along with it. But uh, but uh, Josh has been down since day one. He's always been a fan. He's always been very supportive of uh, my comedy. Uh, since my comedy! <laughs> and uh, so, you know, just an honest shout-out. Uh, God love him. You know, uh, he, he's, he's, a, he's a very good guy. And uh, and uh, we appreciate his, uh, his, his uh, constant... Uh, his constant... Uh, appreciation of the show so uh i'm sorry we're we're still over here laughing at the fact that i was an idiot and said my comedy <laughs> my comedy 
Oh man. Oh. oh god, no bit too far. No what, bit. What no. you have to know about uh, me and Chris as uh, Chris a team in the unit, Chris and I, is that we are big old dum dums together. <laughs> yep. Sorry. Nate was super emo. Like that was really, really sweet, and we were just like the biggest dicks. I'm sorry. It's true. And uh, we'll move. <laughs> <laughs> no, accepted, accepted, uh, and learned from. So, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. We've been doing this for a long time, and I, and uh, I think like now more than ever, the brand of comedy that we bring is more important than ever in these next four years because we are we. We understand that there is more, like, we know that we, at the end of the day, we're three dudes, uh, essentially, white cisgender dudes who like to talk about David Jizz Can, and yes. uh, we'll go on a rant about 80s board games, but at the end of the day, it's like, we're here because we want you to, like, just take a second, just take, you know, take an hour well, and a half of your day, and just... And just laugh. Have a good time. I, I had a conversation with one of my best friends today, and she is taking her family um, on a trip with her husband and her, and her two kids to Walt Disney World um, this summer. I, I think it's this summer. Maybe it's this spring. I don't remember. Um, and she was like, look, Brandon and I being super obsessed with Walt Disney World as two adults, grown adults with, like, no children is a little bit weird. And she kind of messaged me today and was like, I can completely understand how obsessed you are with this place because I can't stop researching. I can't stop planning my trip or whatever. And I was like, it, she said, this is what I'm doing instead of marching today. And I was like, you know what? Look, your heart is good. I know where your heart is at. And there is a time to fight the fight. And I realize this comes from a place of privilege too. So like, don't think you have to call me out on it. I understand but if you don't have a place in your heart for like joy and laughing and just being an idiot and and enjoying data's jizz cam at all that the funniest guy at work brings you or whatever in life brings you joy you don't have a deep enough reservoir to fight against the rest of the shit yeah. we're going to have to deal with for the next Four years. Let's can we all just agree to say four years, please? Yeah, exactly. Cause, we'll cause say mommy, four years. mommy can't go to bed at night if it's not four years that yeah, we're well, at least talking we're gonna about. Say, we're gonna say four years to the midterms. Uh, yeah, once we see this. what happens to the midterms, let's say this. Then we'll we'll four amend. Years maximum. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know. Yeah. The the fact that the guy is even amazed that he won this portion and believe he's, me he's dude, entering with the lowest approval rate of any sitting u.s president in 110 years yeah, yeah. we can't agree on anything else that he said but we can definitely agree that nobody thought which you were is why get to i this say point. so yeah it's eighty thousand votes thrown out wayne county all right, honey. All right. Keep, keep tuned in to us everybody listening because the night is dark and full of terrors yeah, because yeah. because three 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 people in their mid thirties who are white cisgendered dudes, we know what we're fucking talking about, and that's what this administration is saying. <laughs> yeah, speaking yeah. on behalf of everybody else that's not in those demographics, we've heard. We've if nothing heard else, know if nothing else, about. we're we're three white cisgendered dudes in their mid thirties. So At listen this to point, us. We're we're the pirate radio. Like we're yeah. just, we're we're bringing it we're bringing the truth like we'll rant I'll I'll tell I'll tell you this 
Uh, I'm about two beers away from telling you how goddamn great Gotham is. Oh boy! <laughs> I, well, I, now see, you know, I've, I I've had enough whiskey to again extol the virtues of my fake baseball team. No, nope, nobody wants two beers away that. from the Survivor rant, gentlemen. My poor, my... Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I want to hear. I want to hear Ed talk about Survivor. No, you don't. Else. All right. Oh, boy. Hey, I got, a, I got a game. I got Honey. a game. Uh, no, I've heard Chris. enough about your baseball team. I want to hear. I am also uh, a reality my, TV show. But I'm leading the division. Fan. My game. I don't give a shit. All right, so you I, have I, a game? <laughs> no, I don't have a game. I was trying desperately to make sure. Uh, I wish I had a game. <laughs> I, <wanna hear laughs> I was trying game. desperately to make shit up. <laughs> oh, I'm speaking for the other 50% That's where we're of the at right now. Ed needs to talk about Survivor. There, all right, boom. All right, all right. We'll call Ed Ed's new segment the Lonely Island. Ed, tell me about uh, tell us about Survivor. I'll give you one minute of Survivor. Okay? All right, all right. The Lonely Yay! Island. One Starting minute. right now. Now go. Okay, listen. I've played games my entire life. And I know a thing or two about what makes them work. Also, I have a I have a hobbyist interest in sociology, so I really enjoy group dynamics and personal politics and all that shit. And I can tell you honestly, right now, as far as reality TV goes, Survivor is the best of both worlds. It is a technically solid and smart game that puts the very best and worst of human nature on trial. Now, Survivor, like most sports, is not great. There are seasons that are bad, and there are seasons that are not worth watching. But when it's good, dear God, it is a special quality of good that you guys know what I'm talking about because you understand live entertainment, right? I do. And, Best... I, and I watch Survivor. Make no mistake. I mean, I'm a pop culturist. I, I'm not unfamiliar with the show. But go on. Is that on, your, bus- is that on your business cards? <laughs> pop culturist? Yeah, uh, no, it should. Uh, undiscovered, Absolutely. undiscovered American humorist is my official title. Oh boy, <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, Gibbler. Well, now that there's only one person who I'm pretty sure is me watching the live feed, I can say that Survivor is the only reality TV that I've ever really been able to get into because it's a great game on top of uh, an interesting look at the lives of camera-friendly reality stars <laughs> so i recommend it that's it the only the only one like I, not every other reality show no because the thing I've, is, I've is tried many people are still attractive like when they're essentially gaming i mean okay yeah. now i will I, I will say i've been super intrigued by this season of the bachelor no they're on the, the Backstreet Boys are on this uh, this this season. Do do okay. I know you. You are one of my best friends. <laughs> do not say that in a tone in which it implies that I should be watching because that is. <laughs> I well, don't. No, I, was... I don't appreciate it. But if you want to have a five minute discussion about how terrible Brian Littrell's hair looks, it was pretty bad. I, I pretty am fucking bad. gay. I'm super. I'm super into the idea of The Bachelor this year because there's a legitimate villain on the show for the first time in a long time. Catwoman. There's a villain on every season. 
That's how these shows go. No, her name is Corinne, and she's being, like, super skanky nah. to be a villain, which intrigues me because nah. if people are skanky, why is that villainous? You don't even know. There's a whole there's a whole storyline right now, one of the main, main, not even minor, main, main storylines on not Real Housewives. No. Let Vermont level. <laughs> Massachusetts, dare I say, Massachusetts level storyline happening right now on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills about a woman wearing a fitted designer skin tight dress who didn't wear underwear and it's gone on for four episodes. So don't talk to me about people all, being skanky all I as know a about, new thing all, that Survivor or Bachelor invented. All I know about The Bachelor is that one of the people on The Bachelor doffed her bikini top and made somebody Janet Jackson hold her boobs as a photo opportunity. That's Janet, hot. Janet Who cares? That's Janet hot. Jackson opportunity. I, I enjoy that. That's well done. I don't understand why we're not talking about that Janet Jackson photo opportunity at all now, opportunities. Let me because that's amazing. <laughs> let me ask you this: um, I, uh, I it's well known I'm a Gaga fan. I'm 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 pro Gaga. Lady the Gaga. Lady of Gaga. Lady of Gaga. Yes. Now, um, I really wish I could have been a fly on the wall when the NFL came to Lady Gaga. And they were like, hey, uh, can you keep the anti-Trump talk to a minimum? Which is, I, I really enjoyed that. Because, what feels like, no, go, sorry. like, what was she going to do? Like, like, did they picture, like, she's going to get, like, halfway through Bad Romance. <laughs> and she's gonna she just like, shows up in a shitty fitting suit with a red tie and yeah. a bad wig and she's just gonna be like stop the music everybody come on <laughs> like like and no like hey yeah. hey hey america come on <laughs> like i like i said i'm a huge gaga fan and um i think she's one of the best things to had to happen to pop music in a long long time Wow. But at no point did I ever say, man, she has her fingers on the pulse of the political unrest of this country. <laughs> like, at no time, like, I would never compare, I would never think of her. I as mean, a... in, in her favor, and I'm not trying to be stereotypical, there's a ton of gay people who really like her. <laughs> That's true. Are they watching the, are they watching the are Super they, Bowl, yeah. though? All the gay people I know watch the Puppy Bowl on the day of the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, here's what kidding. I don't I'm not even kidding. My, no. Most of my gay friends are Speaking like, oh, we watch the Puppy Bowl at my house. Speaking of which, I would like to take a quick moment. I want all four of us to predict the score of Nate's favorite team, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. but Tomorrow I need... against the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta but Falcons. I, I... The Dirty Birds. I need... I need to say something about about this Lady Gaga choice. Okay. Because this is... I think is... it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, you think it's brilliant. No, I don't... No, believe me, if Gaga is nothing, she's a show woman. So I, I, I'm not arguing that. What I'm arguing is, like, why would you not tap her two years ago? Like, this is a weird... It's for a, those who yeah, follow... A little late yeah, to you the know, party. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's not. No, 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 no. no. Hold 
hold it's one hundred percent perfectly timed to the party. No, but that's the thing. They did. They did. They did not announce Lady Gaga until after uh, Donald J. Trump had won the presidency. So people will tune in just to fucking piss on her and hate her. No, but that's not that. What I'm they will get the biggest ratings during halftime out of the past twenty years, just based no. on the political oh, climate God. Of right now. You realize Beyonce was on, right? Yeah, Bruno Mars, bro. Yeah, this is no, it. No nothing. one knows. Like comparatively speaking, no, no one knows who Bruno Mars no, was. No, no, no. And no, Beyonce, no, Beyonce can no. literally do no wrong. <laughs> And Lady Gaga, I'm making, I'm making the Family Feud X sign at you. Yeah, you're getting the X. You no. don't. You, you. Lady Gaga, no. just by virtue of being a gay icon, will draw people just so they can bitch about it, and they'll get better ratings than they've gotten in 20 Honey, years. Honey, you realize Twitter exists. Everything exists so that somebody can shit on it. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is that in her, at this point in her career, why you wouldn't have tapped her like a year post, like. Um, what was it, Art Pop? Yeah. Yeah, why you wouldn't have tapped her a year post-Art Pop doesn't make any sense. Why are you going to, like, she's not going to do Because the no. NFL only books the Super Bowl halftime acts for one of two reasons. One, to generate controversy, and two, to appeal to people over 55 years old. <laughs> she doesn't do either one of those things. I, yeah, I forgot the year they had, like, uh, Kenny Loggins as the... Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, well, it's weird. Four years this, ago, they had the fucking who. It's weird at this point who in her timeless. career. Yeah. It's weird at this point in her career where, like, this album that she's got out now is all, like, old, sad bastard yeah, country Jolene. music. Yeah. Right. The, the NFL literally cannot lose. But she's lose. not going to perform that, though. No, but the NFL literally cannot lose with booking Lady Gaga. One, they generate a ton of controversy, which means people talk about the NFL there's for no, booking there's them. There's not going to be any or controversy. Two, she does a kick-ass job, plays no. a bunch of sad bastard old country music, and she's plays not going to do that face. either. She's not going to do that either. No, they're not. They're they're not going to lose because um, it's the, the Super best thing Bowl. that ever happened to the the best thing that ever happened to the Super Bowl halftime show was Justin Timberlake accidentally showing Janet Jackson's tit. I knew Never. It. I knew no. you were going to say on. that nip slip. Time out. <laughs> Hashtag never forget how that asshole threw her under the bus and pretended it was not a thing that he had anything to do with. It was a publicity stunt by both of them. Oh, for and sure. He threw their, no, he threw her under the bus. Hashtag never forget. Oh, Let's ooh. just talk about hippie Timberlake right Gibble. now. Yeah, but but you know what happened okay. after that? Are you here? Are you here with this, Gibble? No, he's taking a drag off his pipe. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear this. I hear oh, this. Oh, yeah, you're I hearing this. Uh, what are your Chris, thoughts, Chris Edward? is thinking that Timberlake threw uh, Janet Jackson under the bus. Hashtag oh, never forget. Hey, man, they're all celebrities. They're all making money. No, it's mm -hmm. fine. <laughs> I, she, I, she had like a she had like a weird like solar star flare, on her like nipple, nipple ring yeah. on. like that was fucking planned yeah. yeah no i don't have a problem with it being planned just oh. don't be pippy timberlake pip squeak timberlake oh my god i if if we're doing no if we're, we're doing watching, recommendations we're a breakup here people sam and i no be damned. no he knows <laughs> how i feel about timberlake if we have recommendations at the end of the show no, about like, stuff th to this one over to. here, he says, as he bugs Bunny points to the right with his thumb. He really <laughs> didn't like 
She didn't like suit and tie. That's not true at all. You are a liar. <laughs> That's not true at all. We went out for my birthday, and I asked them to get played on my birthday. I don't like "Can't Stop the Feeling." I can't love "Can't Stop the Feeling." Is a heart is is a jam. It you hated it. Go, go, go. Uh, nah, I see this with respect. Go fuck yourself. When it came yeah. out, you hated. I did not. <laughs> I did not. Uh, hey, go ladies and gentlemen, now now we are doing some Sam and Diane. What shoes. what what what's up what's up, Eddie? <laughs> I think we should leave these two alone. We should just go. Yeah. Can yeah. I see you in the other room for a second? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. Our love is unbreakable. Except for he's flyer. Will the circle be unbroken? It's fine. Hee-haw it's called fine. Just... No, no, no. no I, I'm saying publicly, I will never leave this woman. No. She has to leave me. There we go. Okay. That's actually what wow. I said. That's in my vows, actually. Uh I remember that. <laughs> I ain't going no place, honey. <laughs> uh, it was written. I in also, my, I in also my... remember you. You and I did a duet. Yeah. Fun at, fact. At your fun fact. Uh, both, both myself and Chris stood up in uh, and stood up in Nate's wedding. Yeah. Because we are responsible for your happiness, yeah, and you should follow us every day. For every we day. introduced, we introduced Nate and his wife to yeah. each other. That's his true. wife. My what? wife. Yeah, that's a true story. And uh, yes, I uh, recited my vows from my bitchin' Jake the Snake uh, Roberts uh, uh, journal. It was actually oh, a journal man. with a snake on it. It cost a dollar. <laughs> your wedding, your wedding was great, and it was super fun. We had an amazing time. We did. It your, was a good time. Your wedding. We your were wedding, honored to be top a part five, of it. Top five nights of my life. Yeah. I believe I was in basic training at the time. You were in basic yeah, training. Yeah, where were you, Ed? No, was he was in basic. He could was. not. He literally could not be there. I like that you're defending him yeah. like I wasn't being serious. Ed, where were you? Eddie, Eddie was country uh, for Nate's wedding. Yeah, Ed was, uh, Ed was in basic training, uh, being very sad, because I've seen the basic training photo. Oh. Like, all the basic, all, all basic training photos look the same. Y'all look like your soul's been broken. Yep. Our brother-in-law has been through basic training, and we have seen you know why that is. in the same way. And this way. is true. They put a chemical in your food so you can't get boners for six weeks. That's true. <laughs> That's... The, no, that is true. What? No, I watched uh, um, Friend of the <laughs> Show. Like I watched it on the internet. That is true. Friend of the Show, Hoss. Hey, uh, if that if that's true, it doesn't work. Oh, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, one of two things is happening. Either everything I've heard is a lie, or Ed has a magic penis. Uh, why can't it be both? Ba, 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 ba. I don't think I this, man. Um, can... No, I when uh when I got to watch Hoss's video, where they yell at you right as soon as you get there, like this, like. They make you pack and unpack your bag like six times. And I was like, uh, I hate to tell you this, dude, but this looks nothing like stripes. <laughs> this is, I'm like, I think you got, awesome. you, got you got put in the wrong group, man. Like, yeah, where where's Winger in your group? Where's uh, where's the part where you guys all sneak off to the mud wrestling show? I, I have to say, like, Ed, on top of, like, just 
being somebody who's brave enough to be like, yeah, I'll fucking give it up for my country, no doubt. I am somebody who is so chicken shit, like, it's unbelievable that if I was able-bodied even, there would be no way on God's green earth that I would ever sign up to just have people scream in my face (laughs) for months on end. No, there's no, like... And I love I love this country. I am I am still dumb enough to have abiding love for this country. Right. But if you asked me to sign up to be screamed at for three, four, five, six months straight, I'd be like, nah, nah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm gonna peace out to France or wherever. Like I I couldn't do it. I can't. I don't like being yelled at. If you confront me with something, I sound like I'm pretty, I, I, I'm very vocal about shit that doesn't matter. But if you were like, fucking the sky is green. I'd be like, well, you make a good point. <laughs> well, I, uh, Chris, I'll tell you this. I'll tell all three of you this. You never really know what you're capable of until you're a college dropout and you need a job. You think that, but no, I no, was a college I... completist. And if you were like, be unemployed or get screamed at for months Ed, straight. I'm, nah, nah. I'm, I'm totally with you. I've learned the ins and outs of two entirely separate professions just based on that. I I actually uh, looked into going to the military. Uh, fun fact about me, at one point I was, uh, well, I still am, but I was a uh, type 2 diabetic and I was... Uh, severely overweight and i was actually told i was ineligible for military service because you can't go in to military service with type 2 diabetes no you just have to develop it whilst yeah you're while you, in if you get it while you're in diet. there that's fine yeah but if yeah you, yeah that's what happened to me yeah you can't you can't go in with it and that's what i had and so i got actually told that i could not serve uh because i tried to go into the navy because uh, i've always wanted to uh, sail the seven seas <laughs> and uh put and put my mind at ease but uh yeah it was uh i tried to, i tried to enlist and i was told uh i was told i was not allowed now did you ask if they were trying to fill the position of bob hope after he died actually uh that's a funny story because when you're in high school and you're a male i'll be the judge of that when you're when you're a male in high school you get contacted regularly by army recruiters Oh yeah, heavily, and uh, I would imagine. And so the army called me one time and asked me if I had thought about enlisting. I was like, no, but you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to be a part of the USO. How do I get into the USO? <laughs> and he was you're like, like <laughs> he was you're like, like, you know what? I don't want to learn about the guns and the fighting, but I'm a song and dance I'm, man. I'm a, I'm a song and dance man. It's what I know, and. Uh, <laughs> And, like, I went in, like, the next day because I wanted to know more. Because I would, you know, you know, to entertain the troops, I think, would be a, a great thing. And, uh, yeah. uh, and <laughs> the guy was like, were you the guy, were you the guy I talked to last week? Because he's like, literally, no one has ever said to me, <laughs> I would like to be a part of the USO. And I was like, well, I still, I, w- I would like to, you know, to do it. And, and they literally had, like, no idea, like, even how to to start looking for me to be in the USO. Like, nobody... Yeah, I, oh, whoa, 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 man, that's wild. Whoa. Hey. I was like... I, I, I got I some actually have a question. ripe Gerald Ford material. 
<laughs> I have a question on the heel of all this, and it is again for Ed. Um, were you ever uh, in a situation where you got to see like a USO level show or people like performing for your? Because I know Did they you ever do go it for to people with the troops. Well, any, no, I don't mean just wrestling. I mean anything where what where. What else is there, Chris? I'm sorry. You're right. God. Did you, Nate, or Ed, did you ever go to tribute to the truth? <laughs> so Wait, I want to, no, I want to know, I want to know, like, because when you, when they show the crowd shots from anything like that, it's always these people going fucking out of their minds about, you know, um, Jeff Dunham. I don't know. They, they are very excited. Jeff Dunham, but not, that, not even on that level, like Aubrey from, um, the Diddy group or whatever, like just, you know, singing some bullshit song that nobody knows. And like the troops are just like, yeah. Well, they're happy to see a lady. Well, yeah, but they also get access to the internet at some point, I would imagine. So, okay, that's my question. I'm going to be this devil advocate asshole for the rest of your your segment here. (laughs) Well, should I play devil's advocate for a minute? You don't think I live with the devil's advocate asshole? (laughs) Haven't you listened to this podcast? Why Uh, am I doing that? That voice is ridiculous. Brandon just goes, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why you're doing voices. I can't configure. I can't figure it out. Ed, that's my question. Did you ever go to like a... Uh, a show like in honor of the troops and what's your vibe on it um i i did once uh, okay in basic training i didn't really have a choice we just had to go and, okay that's my, that's my first unspoken question thank you yeah. well that was for that for this particular one because it was in basic training you don't ever have a choice in basic you, you, you just fucking you go, go. Where you have you're told to go. even even when you have a choice you don't really have a choice like on Sundays when you get to go to the church, right? I'm not a religious dude, but I was a fucking religious dude for nine weeks because there was an ice cream machine at the church. Okay, anyway, right now if there were an ice cream machine at a church here, they would call me <laughs> a Friar Star. No, no, I'm I'm totally Method Manist. <laughs> anyway, the one show I went to was a. Um, it was a B-rate country band. I cannot remember the name. It was it was a popular enough name to recognize, but not popular enough to to know. You know. Right. Yeah. So, Georgia Line. That's the name. We went, and it was probably one of the saddest concerts you've ever seen. So it was Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> I sat in the back, cross-legged on the dirt, and slept. <laughs> Sitting. <laughs> I think at one point I was leaning on one of my fellow soldiers because I just. Here's the thing: he was leaning on you in this like yeah. dude just sleep. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> when I was in Hawaii. I had several Hawaii. opportunities to go to those shows because um, every year, uh, Gary Sinise, the man who played Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump, is a big advocate for veterans. And every year there, he used to do. Um, he has a real life rock band called Lieutenant Dan's Band or something like that. Lieutenant Dan and his band or something, and he plays every year in, in at Pearl Harbor. And I never went because I didn't give a shit. But it was an opportunity, <laughs> and that's it. That's all I have. Yeah, uh, the Lieutenant Dan, Lieutenant Dan's band. Now, did you get to meet Gary Sinise? I did not. I did not. I never got a chance to uh, 
I never went because I just I didn't care enough. Right. So uh, I can get I can dig that. <laughs> but I did not get a chance. The only celebrity I ever got to meet in a military capacity was Craig Robinson from The Office. Oh really? That's not That's bad. Awesome. That's not not, bad. Yeah, not that cool. He was doing a uh, comedy in downtown Waikiki, and I yeah. scored tickets playing the soldier card. Yeah, Craig Robinson. I yeah. actually have a picture of him. I think on my Facebook, I. I specifically requested in the picture to uh, if he could look really um, not pleased about the whole thing, like Daryl always looks in the office. Yeah. So I have a right. look. So I've got a picture where I'm giving this big goofy grin, and he's like striking his skeptical pose from Daryl from the office. It's an awesome Beautiful. picture. That is fantastic. He, he himself laughed at it when he saw it. <laughs> okay, I have a question for for all and sundry. Who are here for this podcast? Wait, do um, we had a do we had another person? No, it's a just Alan, me. Alan Sundry. Alan. Yes. Alan Can I? We here. have a call for Alan Sundry. Uh, hello, my name is Alan. I'm a five o'clock vodka representative. <laughs> yes, he's here. Okay, <laughs> it's, a about, it's a showbiz. It's a showbiz thing. Nice, nice. Piggy, piggybacking off of piggybacking off of what Ed just said. Did every Did everybody here watch The Office through till its end? I did. I did. Yeah. Okay. I just, we, Brandon and I watched it in real time. And I got to say, I rewatched it again about a year ago. Yes. With Bill. I, I actually sat down and watched it with Bill Maher. And he was like, can we not sit in your kitchen and watch this kind of stuff? Um, And I said, no. You're like, so we watched it. It smells like root and aqua velva at the same time. So, the like, it was Bill I, Maher. It was yeah. Bill Maher. The answer is always Bill Maher. Um, but I rewatched the whole series from beginning to end, and there are few shows that I – there are no shows, actually, that I know better from the beginning to about season five than The Office. And then after that, it was like, oh, the show sucks or whatever. And marathoning it, there was a lot of shit that I really enjoyed, and I felt kind of bad for, like, being shitty about the show after season five or so. And that's wow. not when Stephen that's not when Steve Carell left. It it was so great. And if you guys, I don't know if you guys have, like, watched it since it originally aired or anything, like, revisited it since then, but that show really gave, like, a lot of good moments, including Craig Robinson got the fucking shine. Yes. In the last couple now, of seasons of it. Now to bring it home to our typical audience. It's the same as watching season six and seven of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh God. <laughs> uh now we understand. Now we get it. Uh or it's like it's watching, like it's like watching the last season of Cheers where they like oh. drudged out like every Bit, like when they brought back Harry Anderson as Harry the Hat. Yeah. You know, and uh, like, well, first of all, well, it's, it's uh, like a magician. You know, yeah, no, he was a con man uh, mm. as Harry the Hat. And um, it was uh, when they when they brought it back, like uh, Harry Anderson, they did an interview with him. And in the first, when he was, he was like a bit player. Like he came in, like he he would normally do the cold open on an episode of Cheers, and where he would be okay. like, uh, foiling coach out of money, basically. 
And he would do like either uh, an old timey con bit or he'd do like some sleight of hand shit, you know, very simplistic. And uh, we and and they interviewed Harry Anderson after uh, after Cheers was over, and he was like, when I would come in and do the cold open, people on the the cast of Cheers they were talking about making their car payment, you know, huh. like, like struggling to make their car payment. And he's like, when I came back for the final season, they were arguing over, uh, they, they were not arguing over, but they were like talking about the the tribulations of trying to find a chef, a personal chef that could handle French cuisine. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like when the the when they were interviewing them at the time with the Beatles when um, Day Tripper came. Here out. we go. <laughs> No, when the Beatles came out, by the time they had gotten to, like, the Day Tripper, like, revolver, you know, rubber soul type of era, John and Paul were basically like, what song are we going to write today to, like, get a swimming pool, to get a a second nanny? Like, it was that kind of, you know, art for commerce trade-off. Like, like Weird Al, even, you know? Yeah. It was like, like, this album only went quintuple, quintuple platinum. Right. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that horrifies me that I just recently learned about, actually, uh, thanks to uh, my very smart wife. Hello. Your wife. Uh, yeah. Yep. Your lady. Is that uh, in the beginning the Beatles drink a lot of Scotch and Coke, which horrifies me on a molecular level. Oh, man. oh God, he thing, was like fact check it. If it's one it. thing I love, it's uh, it's uh, some Scotch and uh, and uh, store brand cola. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah, he was like, fact check that information because I don't think it's true. And I'm like, no, I I mean, they were poor dude. Like, If they, they were, were drinking, like, whiskey and coke, I'd be like, yeah, oh, totally, whatever, dude. They said scotch. They said scotch. Or like, e- even if you drink shitty scotch and coke, like, what are you doing? Like, lauders and coke? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Because they're like lower middle class dudes that were just like, let's put a thing in a thing. Like, well, yeah, but that's what that's what shitty whiskey exists for, not scotch. <laughs> I like that you're yelling at me like I made yeah. the decision for you. You did. You, you, you brought me this information. Now it's your fault. It's Some on my head. Never heal. Get out the Ouija board, damn it! It's my, it's my. <laughs> Wait a minute, Paul's not dead. Only on a soul uh, level. Listen okay, to now, the album. I- I would really like everybody listening to this podcast right now, especially the four of us who are hosting it. Like, I need an answer out of you, and it's who's going to die first, Ringo or Paul? I don't want to think about this. Uh, the answer is Ringo. I'd like to point out that uh, Mr. Uh, Forster has made it clear to us that uh, SNL is coming up soon, and that might be a danger for... Uh... Yeah, we, we, do, we do need to wrap up in the next 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> no. Before we wrap up, the four of us who are hosting this show, it's it's a one word answer. It's either Ringo or Paul. Who gonna die first? The answer Paul. is Ringo. The answer Paul. is Paul. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. For, no. for last in, last out. Yep. Yeah. Ringo's also the oldest. Yep. Yeah. Here's the thing. Ringo loves the nose candy. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, that's what they. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> I never. Really- All he wants you to think is you shouldn't ask him for autographs.
paragraphs. That's literally all he's thinking anymore. Well, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney are the exact at this stage stop of sending life. Him, stop sending him birthday cards. Yep. Uh, you know, and God, you know what? At the God moment I was what? born, if we could all say peace and love. Peace and love. Okay, peace I did. Love. I already did one shout out to JD Forster. This one's to Ringo Starr, who I'm positive listens to the funniest guy at work. Ringo, if, if only rings. If you're listening, we this is love a you, long, bro. this is a long distance dedication to Ringo Starr. Ringo, you're fucking amazing. Here's what I need you to know: you don't have to sign anything for anybody. You don't have to be nice to anybody. We co-opted six years of your life, and you're sick of talking about it, bro. I get it. You just go on doing your all-star band, getting your super famous friends to be in your band with you. You show up when Paul feels like calling you. You're in your set. Ringo, you do whatever the hell you goddamn want. You know what? You, you live... do you, boo-boo. Ringo, you, know you do you, boo-boo. And you, ju- you can be as flippant and as rude to anybody as you ever wanted. You grew up a sickly child. You got into the biggest band in the world, and you've been gracious the whole time. Yep. You do whatever the fuck you want. I co-sign all of your behaviors. If you want to be an asshole for the rest of your life, it's fine. We've asked too much of you already. You know what? I'm gonna go a step further. I'm gonna say my favorite. Be- I'm gonna You're say. You're gonna hire him as an assassin. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say my favorite Beatles solo song is actually "Photograph." That's not true at all. That's not even true. He's, no, he is drunk and he's a liar. No, photograph is number one. <laughs> no. Wawa is number two. That's not true. But no, okay. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't do coke anymore. That's my. Uh, that's... I don't give a shit if he does. Good for you, Ringo. You buy all the high class coke you want. No, no, no. Because photograph is a great song, and it's also the impetus for one of my favorite uh, contemporary bands. Sloan. Oh, here we go. Their song. Their song, The Line She Will Mend. Here it is. (laughs) Every time I I use a urinal and I see the word Sloan, I'm like... I think this marks the first time I've ever talked about the band Sloan on this show. Uh, Uh, Can it possibly be true? I don't think so. (laughs) That cannot possibly be true. I don't know. Hey, you know what? You know what? They're the Canadian Beatles. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm going to put him to bed. Oh, we need to wrap the show yeah. up. All right. Because... Let's, let's check out there some shit. Yeah, let's check out yeah. some shit here. I wish we had a, I wish we had a, like a sweet ass uh, check it out. Like, like just like some fucking sweet guitar riff to put in here. Maybe we can play well, well, it out the I will. I will work on that. Let's put it that I, way. I want it. I want it like a like a just like a heavy shit. I want. I want like a no sleep no, till be, Brooklyn. Because, because FGW Nation, guess what? I play guitar. Oh boy. <laughs> and the banjo, though he'll never pick and grin with me. Nope. I bought him the banjo. I haven't seen any fucking picking and grinning. I, hey, you know I what? Have, I have. You know what? For. I could play dueling banjos on the banjo. That's All I've asked is for some picking, and I'll always be grinning. I'll always be grinning too, Nate. I'll well, grin no, because the picking was Buck Owens. Okay, what are we checking out this week? <laughs> and I can play guitar, guys. Hey, it. how about we not talk about hee haw all fucking game? We'll talk about hee haw 
As much Ed, as we, we want. feel like it, woman. Ed, help! Hi. Hi. RFD TV on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is literally the most I've drank on this show in a dog. Dude, it has, yeah. been, it has been a long time since I've drank this much on the show. Yeah. It has been a long Ed! Time. Ed, what Hi. are we checking out this week? <laughs> All right, what are we checking out? Um, On your... PlayStation or Xbox or PC. Mentioned it earlier today already. Check out Prison Architect. Oh yeah. Now how much does that cost? On, on... I, I'm not sure. I picked it up on a Steam sale, so I can't remember. I paid like two cents for it, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> normally it's like fifteen to twenty bucks. Fifteen dollars. I saw those graphics. In in Prison Architect, you play a a prison architect and you build a full fully functioning maximum security prison. And you handle everything from the cafeteria food to building the detention center to building the electric chair, managing the wages of your staff, the needs of your various officers, and the needs of the inmates. You break up riots, you put out fires, you manage budgets. It's an extremely complicated and therefore extremely fun simulation. It also has a really amazing campaign mode where you travel from prison to prison fixing prison problems and one in one game i had to put out a massive fire and another game i had to put out a hundred man riot it's it's an incredible game nate you saw the graphics you already said it looks very it looks very cartoony but the graphics are sharp uh, reminiscent of um like a super nintendo bionic commando yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's it's got kind of a cartoony graphics, but first of all, um, that really helps offset the tone, <laughs> because even though it does have cartoony graphics, uh, Prison Architect has it, it tackles some pretty deep stuff head on. There is a uh, the first campaign mission involves a double homicide that results in an inmate's death, and then another one has uh, revolving crime families, and like it's it, that the cartoony graphics just help kind of put kid gloves on the serious shit that goes down in the campaign mission. So, so I highly recommend it. Check it out. Prison architect. It does look it. When you posted it today, I was like, Oh, here's how I know something's good. If I'm like, I can't get into that because I have a job and I understand myself. (laughs) And if I start this game, I will literally never work again. (laughs) I literally said, I was like, I have a wife. And a family yep. and a career. Yep. If I yeah, if I, I start this game, I will lose all three of those things. <laughs> yep. I have a picture that I didn't use that I took later on of the mission where I had to stop a riot. Uh, a riot and I managed to uh, resecure half of the prison with armed guards, and then um, the other half of the prison was on fire. I was like, all right, once I lock down this part, I'll send the fire troops in, and we'll quell the rest of the riot. I go. I finally get to that end of the prison. The whole thing has been burnt down. It was the maximum security ward, completely burnt down. Dozens of dead bodies. It yeah. was fine. Hey, you know what though? You're welcome, taxpayers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what the warden said too. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's a couple yeah. people. We don't have to figure into the recidivism. 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 Yeah, you got to. That's how you gotta approach it. I did yep. not complete the optional objective of building a morgue. 
I, I was like, I'm done. I'm ready to move on to the next prison now. Uh, but anyway, check that out. Check it out. Prison Architect. Uh, prison Architect. Now, it's available now. It is available right now. I, I've actually had it for months, and I finally cracked into it last night as I was desperate to escape from the horror unfolding upon the streets. I just like, I like how you like the horror of a Trump presidency, so I'll build a maximum security prison. <laughs> Oh well, you got to You know what? You got to do what you got to do. And again, you got to find the joy. And if Ed's joy is punishing prisoners who are subject to a racist and biased criminal justice system, I'm not going to judge him for it. Hey, I'm going hey, hey. to describe it in an over the top way, but I'm not going to judge him for it. Hey, I'm role playing here. All right, man. I'm trying to be the, the prison architect who's going to make these little prisons idealize societies. Oh, no. The I whole had... time you're listening to the Shawshank Redemption soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I had I one lo- campaign where I had to, uh, everybody was really upset about the lack of recreation. So I could have put TVs in everyone's cell, but I put bookshelves. And I... <laughs> did not work very well at all. Uh, again, as poorly, a per- There was another riot and another fire. And... Uh... <laughs> And all the books as, as a person paying off my five-year uh, acquired English degree, I appreciate that, Ed. It's, hey, a, hey, it's a waste hey. of fucking time. You know time. what? We're two-thirds done with that shit, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's an amazing recommendation, and once I have a little break in time from work, I, I it's something I would it's, love to play. To check out, absolutely. But yeah. in the meantime, what should we check out, Chris? Oh! Oh! How this works. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked because from the moment that uh this this uh coveted position of being your your fourth human, your first your your human. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I have I have two, and I know we kind of hit politics and the national situation hard earlier in the show, but um. In all seriousness, I do feel like it's important to start listening to other voices um, that talk about experiences that are different from what we might know, be it because of our gender, because of our sexuality, because of our race, because of our culture, whatever. So I, ha- I actually have two, and I will go through them quickly if that's okay for the sure, show. Yeah. Um, I also believe that sometimes the message message has to be a little bit of Mary Poppins and a little bit of spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So I have two different um, sources of writing that I would like you guys to check out online. Um, One of them is a writer whose name is Ira Madison III. And I know there's been all this like Teen Vogue writes good political like information, but uh, Ira writes primarily as far as I know for um, MTV.com and he is a gay black writer and it's um, his viewpoint is very uh, prominent in terms of what he writes, but he is kind of the grandfather. He is the like originator of the term delete your account online. And he, for the past year, has written a column that's weekly on MTV.com called delete your account. And he kind of tackles the, the weekly Twitter beefs and stuff of the day. And the viewpoint from which he does it is unique to me because I'm obviously not a gay black dude, but he's so... To be so lucky. He's, 
Yeah, he to be so lucky. He's so smart and he's so fucking funny. And he tackles these really trivial matters in a really cool way and kind of like gives you the spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down in terms of like, you know, like listening to other people's viewpoints. And it, he's super awesome. So his weekly column is delete your account on MTV.com, but he also writes some other pieces too that are a little bit more um, in depth. And he does, he has written a lot about the Trump administration, but in a pop through a pop culture lens. So I would definitely recommend checking him out. Um, Ira Madison the third. And then my second recommendation is the website LaineyGossip.com. And Elaine Liu is a Chinese-Canadian, but a lot of her readership is American. And about half of her staff is American. But it's all female. It's a multiracial um, staff that writes about all pop culture and gossip. And she believes gossip is kind of like our higher calling as a society. And she writes about celebrity gossip, but in a really fucking intelligent way. Um, it's a lot of feminism. It's a lot of like looking at things through a racial lens and through a um, through the gender lens and through the sexuality lens, but like not in a way where you're like, ugh, message entertainment. Like she talks about Batman versus Superman and then brings in like gender studies and you don't even realize you got a knowledge drop knowledge bomb dropped on you. So Laney Gossip. Um, Elaine Liu and her entire staff are fucking amazing and they're the best place to get celebrity gossip where you don't feel like you're just filling your brain with like stupid crap and uh, also it's just cool because you can find out what's going on with Brad and Angelina but then you can also find out why people are mad at Nate Parker and Birth of a Nation and like <laughs> no like you learn shit and it, right. it I, that's my favorite I, yeah, it's for the last couple of years, it's been my sole gossip site. And um, there are times that I like feel myself thinking about pop culture issues and I'm like, but wait. And then Lainey and her staff like drops knowledge bombs on me and I'm like, oh shit. And uh, yeah, it's cool. And she'll also probably help you with your Oscar ballot as a like <laughs> bonus. So nice. Lainey Gossip, L-A-I-N-E-Y gossip.com. And uh, Ira Madison III on MTV.com is definitely uh, what I'm recommending under the new uh, hammer and sickle. I mean, <laughs> under the American flag. So, uh, yeah. And thank you again, guys, for letting me be on the show. It's been an honor and super fun. It is. Honor it's it's been an absolute blast. This is going to be one of those episodes where I uh, use that weird uh, turn the tape over side two have a two-parter a two-parter <laughs> but uh it's it's been a real it's been a real blast as so. i too on a cassette so i absolutely now uh since you know uh chris you 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 brought out uh what you we need to check out and uh eddie you've uh you told us to check out uh the video game about running a prison now at any time yeah. in all seriousness with the have you have you made any shawshank redemption for yourself when you were doing this, when you were doing that game, not yet. I've only, uh, not yet. I've only played it for a few hours. The Shawshank part will probably come in when I finally tackle the escape mode, where I escape from a prison of my own design. Uh, how about the part where they fucking shank two dudes in the fucking shower? That's the that's the sample he gave us, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's true. He was Turns like, out, he was I'm, like, I'm hey, spoiling. check out this game. I build a prison, and there was like, oh, there's been a problem. Someone was shanked in the prison, and he's like, oh, wait, 
And his next comment was, make that two people were shanked in the prison. (laughs) Only only one of them got shanked, the other one got choked to death with piano wire. Oh, oh, great. Come on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't get my facts straight on that one. Who has piano wire in a prison? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know if this is a Let like Let me tell you about like, my brother George. If the, I don't know if this is like a hey what you drinking type of thing, but I guess I should probably ask my husband what he should check out, what we think exactly. we should yes, check out. We're moving right on to the great Brandino. All right. Well, I have uh, also two recommendations this week. Ooh. Oh, I, this episode. This episode. Yeah, this, this episode. Bonus episode. Bonus. This is this is bonus episode. Boner episode. Um, hey, hey. I, I would like to just, uh, to folks who politically agree with us for the most part, uh, I would like to recommend the entire genre of fantasy literature, and here's why. <laughs> the good guys always fucking win. This reminds me of the episode we had where we, where we recommended music. Yeah. No, the entire genre of fantasy literature, and here's why. Um, again, the good guys always fucking win in fantasy. And they're always righteous. They they always win through cunning and strength of arms. Um, and it's something we all need to kind of remind ourselves of right now, that we all have a good cause. And just because the world is filled with orcs and smog the dragons doesn't mean we're not right. Right. Frodo. Uh, and the second thing I'd like to recommend, and uh, Eddie, Nate, and I all three talked about it today, um, and, and it's available on uh-huh. Steam and and Xbox 360, Sid Meier's Pirates. <laughs> oh, fuck yes, Sid Meier's Pirates. All the it, wasn't my rec- it wasn't my rec- recommendation, but I'm going to co-sign it. Uh, Sid, oh, Sid Meier's Pirates, if you, if you can find the original on the NES... Um, I would highly recommend that because I grew up on that game, uh, and that's the only reason I know Caribbean geography is yeah. because of that fucking video game. Actually, that's, but, that's my uh, my core of pirate knowledge. Like famous pirates yeah. is from yeah. that game. That game, you just start as a dude with one ship, and then you oh, you, you raid. You had one ship. <laughs> You raid port cities, you raid other ships, you raid other countries. I think you're forgetting you raid the famous most, pirates. You're forgetting the most important part. When you find a lady, yeah. you got to learn yeah. to dance. And you yes. get to bang them. You got to bring the bang. Yeah. Mm. And a step to the mm. left and a step to the right. It should give you, like, a good sword or good guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or good um, kids. But, no, if uh, it's available on Steam, and I believe it's also available on the Xbox network. Uh, Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, I actually uh, have it on the 360, and it is uh, a, um, what's the term for it? Like a back title. Yeah, I was gonna say, Nate, didn't we like? Didn't we give you our copy of Pirates? Wasn't we that did. how you, you got gave, it? We did. You gave me my uh, first copy of Pirates for the original Xbox. For yes. X- Xbox. Xbox. And then when I upgraded to the 360, I had to purchase it uh, over Black Friday for a cool dollar 
Nice. And now it's on one of the back compatible games for the Xbox One. So if you downloaded it for the Xbox 360, you get it for free on the Xbox One. Oh, sweet. And uh, I'm very excited because if it's one thing I like to do, it's like to go from one island where sugar costs $10 to the island where sugar costs $50. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, yep. And oh, you mean you mean Nevis? You mean Nevis to Barbados? <laughs> exactly. Also, also, listeners, if you have a choice, the PC slash Mac version upscales for higher resolutions, so it actually even still looks really good. The 2004. And and also, here's my recommendation: when you start the game, start with your skill as medicine because you can play longer. Uh, here's the other thing: name yourself Sweet Tooth. Uh, your company will never ever run out of food. Nice. Is that true? Yep, that's a hack. Wow. wow. I always name myself Ed Cognito. Uh, I... Oh, that's a good Edward. That's a good name. My... See, I was I was name myself the Dread Pirate B Dog. My, my, <laughs> uh, my uh, Ed, Ed, Ed is uh, Mr. Corbin's after my son. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> now, is he Tatum or Totem? That's Which Tatum. one is he? That's Tatum. Okay. Who okay. is who is no joke? One of the most delightful nerds I've ever met in my life. Yeah, for the li- for the listener, I just want to say, this is like super emotional and nerdy, but Tatum is one of the coolest kids I've ever met. He is so unique and so con like so who he is as a person i wish as a young child i wish i had his that, self-assurance and okay. just like i am me at nine as he does tatum is kind of my patronus to just be like i uh nate and mrs nate came and hung out with us and and mrs nate bought a few things for uh tatum and i was just like god damn it i wish that when i was tatum's age I was as confident and just like, fuck it, as who Tatum is at his age. He's the coolest. I love Tatum equally, but Tatum is like my Patronus. <laughs> he is, he is he's amazing. He and uh, like, he's just great. Speaking, I'm a hardcore you know, like, Tatum fan myself. Uh, yeah, Tatum, Tatum is... Um, I can see that, Ed. I can see that. Tatum, Tatum's the party dude. And, yeah, uh, Tatum for sure. Tatum is cool but rude. <laughs> uh, Tatum, like honestly, he wants nothing more than to be exactly like his old man. Like, like that is his yeah. goal. And who is one of my best friends, so it all yeah, works out. And uh, speaking as a person who lived, be like, you know, not to get like all, you know, like oh, my life was hard, but like when I was at when I was his age, like uh like I dreaded. A lot of times going to school because people didn't get me when I was nine yep. years old. Like, yep. you know, I was a person who yeah. who would who over the summer would stay up all night and watch uh, the classic television shows before there was a Nick at Night and stuff like that. I would watch like the Bob Newhart show and everything because it was like weird and new and I had never seen it before. And, oh, for sure. And, I I. I saw Don. I saw Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat as a saw or as a junior in high school, and I had the biggest crush on Donny Osmond. And I got a chance to meet him. I've met him a couple of times in my life, and it was just like 
1996. Who the fuck has a crush on yeah. Donny Osmond? Yep. And, and that was who I was as a person. I was just hardwired to be like, and, whatever uh, floats across my field of vision is going to get sucked in. In yeah. 1987, there were there were only three women who I thought were beautiful in the whole world. Uh, they were uh, Carrie Fisher, Linda Ronstadt, and Judy Garland, who was dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so, like, and when I watch... Like he, like he emulates me so hard, and there are times like even like I'll watch him and I'll be like, man, you you got it. Yeah, <laughs> like, he does. Just keep yeah. doing, just keep yes. fucking doing it, dude. Like he made like the other day at dinner, like it's happened a few times, but the other day, he said something. It was just like apropos of nothing, and he delivered it perfectly, like Scott yep. Ackerman. And I was just like, "Fuck, I've done my job." Like as he like, is a as a comedy is, dad, I have. He's got it. When he be when he goes into the eighth grade, he's going to explode as the funniest kid in the fucking room. Like right now, nobody he, gets it. But when he hits no. junior high, they're all gonna catch up. And the kid, he's just, he's going to be nonstop. He's going to fucking shoot the moon. And it's, it's, it's a very proud thing for me. We just had a conversation the other day about where we both belong to this message board who like there it's, it's for a nerdy blog and there's a lot of nerdy people and they're so lovely, but they post about like, I'm excited about this thing about star Wars or this thing about Dr. Who or this thing about cheers or this thing about whatever, like, stereotypically nerdy but right. they don't want to post it on their it's a facebook group so they don't want to post it um in their facebook like on their facebook proper because they feel like they're the people that they're friends with won't appreciate it and i was just talking to both brandon and my mom about this that i said i feel so fortunate that i found my people i don't i hate that phrase i found my tribe but i found my because it's culturally appropriating but Nate? I found my. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, go ahead. Okay, Nate. Um, when when uh, eventually they make a a uh, remake of Flash Gordon, you got to get Tatum over to casting. Yeah. <laughs> it happened exactly. to every one of us. Absolutely. I I just felt so. Jack. I just. Uh... I felt so fortunate that like. The people, and if any of them are watching or listening, like, I love you so much, you have no idea. Oh, I'm going to start to cry. Wow. Um, Don't do that. No, I'm not going to cry. But, like, I, the people that I've been friends with since They've I They've stayed awake long enough for me to go get tacos in a minute. Okay. <laughs> the people that I'm friends with since I was, like, 15 or 16 years old, that I could just be that person, that, that little Tatum grown to, like, high school level where I could express, like, Here's the shit I'm into. And even if they weren't into it, it was like, Ooh. that's okay. And when Tatum finds that group of people, he, you're right. He's going to be like a fucking superstar. And, yep. and not that I don't love Tatum, because Tatum is my id unleashed. Yeah. Like, Tatum I wish already, that I could. Tatum already gets it, dude. Like, we, like I said, we were watching AFE earlier, and he was doing his own color commentary. <laughs> over the AFB videos. Well, he could hang out with my mom because awesome. it's probably about on the same level. Like, like child 
child under 10 and woman over 60 yeah, would be about the right. same mean, concept. He was nailing it, like, on a level where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what a corny host of this show would say. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. And I'm like, you're fucking six. <laughs> when, <laughs> you get it. When those, Good job, when those, When those boys hit their, like, I we have close friends who we love all their kids so much and we see so much of ourselves and we like, you know, like just treasure them and treasure the time we get to spend with them. Yeah, but dude. Like Tatum is one of those boys that yep. like I look at him and I think, God, if I had the the just the ball, yeah. the chutzpah to be you because I was you when I was your age and you don't have the filter to be like. <laughs> Maybe I should try to be cool. I, like, I, I, I love that. I want to pull him aside and be like, have you thought about Quiz Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tatum, yeah. Tatum is just like, I am, like, he literally, you're right. He literally is going to go on to be, like, the next fucking Scott Ackerman, the next Jimmy Pardo, the next, like, somebody who just has a voice in comedy that's out of control. And I I love him, and I, I we don't get a lot of time with him, but I treasure so much the time. I just get to hear about him and see him in person. Yeah, because and, both, both of I, children, I wish I had that confidence now. <laughs> both of your children are, as Chris and I have said a hundred times, just delightful weirdos. Yeah, like my, uh, like, uh, Totem is actually the poster child for uh, Kid Joke Night for the third year in a row for Laugh Fest this, uh, this spring. The picture they use for Kids Joke Night is uh, is my youngest son, and uh, so like I'm like ah, what a fuck you know like what a huge thing. Uh, Tottenham, well, when we when Tottenham when you guys because he's like uh, I showed up one year in a full tuxedo. <laughs> Why have when you, you guys were here in the fall and uh, Mrs. Nate. Mrs. Nate found the, uh, uh with the broken like, K-K, marching... We do call her Sarah. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, yeah. that... In canon, yes. Well, I mean, I want to be respectful right, of her privacy, right, right. and she is, you know, one of my best friends and one of my favorite people on the planet, your wife. Your wife. Nothing? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that when we... Rolled up. <laughs> I was going to put a doing... on my mind. When we were doing some thrifting, please don't, no, no gentle on my mind, no. When we were doing some thrifting and she saw the uh, marching band or like oh, army the, the, kind of uniform. The admiral uniform. Yes, for Tatum. And it was like, she was like, I think I want to get this for Tatum. And I was like, oh my God, you fucking absolutely have to get that for Tatum. Yeah. Because. Yeah. There's a part of me in my soul that's like, I would wear this every oh, yeah. day if like, I could. If I, when, I, when I was Tatum's age, if someone would have pre- presented me with a uh, micro admiral's naval uniform, which is what this is, was, essentially, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 100% is what it <laughs> I was. I would have been like, hell to the yes. <laughs> what are, I, don't know, I don't know why you're like framing it in that way, because if somebody presented that to you at age 28... Uh, if someone... Are, pre- yeah, which I am right now. Pause, and, pause uh, for effect. <laughs> uh, I would have done you it, would yeah. be like, You would be like, let me put that on uh, and take wear, eight Instagram photos right now. Uh, yeah, uh, me, me at the ripe old age of 51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He married uh, me, and I'm 26. I don't. I don't know. You are a liar. I already said my age on this podcast. It's fine. 
It's uh, but no, in she's all, older uh, than me. Yeah. <laughs> Shut your mouth. But uh, you know what? Uh, let's uh, you know, as much as I love talking about my boys and their comedic genius. Uh, sorry, sorry, uh, I got caught up. I will, uh, I will tell you this. Uh, as far as shit to check out, I made a joke about it earlier, but I'll tell you. I have been staying. I, I watched uh, a, a steady diet here in this past week of Cheers and Ailey McBeal. Oh, you're all. Everyone, Cheer, anyone, Cheers is the best. Anyone who knows me knows I am a huge Cheers fan. I have watched it yes. to the point that I should. I don't even need to watch it, but I'm watching it again just because now I'm trying to watch like all of the everything that happens in the back. Yep. Yeah. Like, and just like absorbing, just like, just like chew the scenery at this point. And, uh, there was like, there was an episode with the cold open, uh, where like this guy sits down and is talking to coach and I'm like, God, man, that looks like a really spelt Ernie Sabella. Like, just like trim and fit Ernie Sabella. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Are you talking about Ernie Sabella? Mr. Karosi from Say by the Bell slash the voice of Pumbaa from The Lion yeah, Mr. King. Mr. Twin Cassetti from Perfect Strangers. I am. Yes. Oh shit. Oh shit. And so I'm just like, man, that guy. Like, like he he was like trim in this a cold open. Like, this like like his face was thin. And I'm like, god damn, that looks like Ernie Sabella. And uh, so like the whole episode, I'm just like. Should I Google it? <laughs> like, and yes, so like yes. it gets to the end. And by the way, like being my, my real age, when I when I hear the cheers and twenty seven, yeah, my real <laughs> age, yeah, my real age, uh, twenty six. Um, <laughs> um, but but when I when I hear the cheers and credits, I I actually get a little weirded out that I don't hear the NBC ketones and telling me about the <laughs> upcoming things like later yeah. on in the week, like bum, bum, bum. It's Christmas yep. time with Bob Hope this Saturday. <laughs> like I, I have to, you know, like I'm just like, Oh, that's so weird. But, um, so that episode, you know, like I, like I, I, I like I told myself, I was like, okay, you got to watch the credits. And it fucking was Ernie Sabella. And I'm like, I was like, man, you kind of let yourself go <laughs> between this episode of Cheers and when I saw you for the first time on Perfect Strangers. Because, I mean... Yeah, like, but but allow me to posit that, like, if you're just an average size, average-looking well, dude, and no disrespect to Ernie Sabella, but, like, don't you either say, I'm going to be super scrawny and be the weird guy... Or be like, let myself go a little bit and enjoy some donuts and have a good time, and be the chubby guy who we all know and love as like character actor Ernie Sabella. That's what Brian Dennehy said to Pat Oswalt. For sure, yeah. It was like there was that thing where uh, Pat Oswalt told the story about like he was at like some weird Hollywood party, and he yeah, like, and he was the only one at the buffet. Yeah, and he was like <laughs> eating a dessert. And, like, yep. Brian Dennehy showed up, and he was like, character actors, who cares how fat we are? Yep, exactly. <laughs> just, like, appeared out of nowhere. Just, like... As, 
as a woman who's solidly in like the middle of the spectrum on the size like ranking like I'm just solidly a size 12 now which is not skinny and not fat it's just sort of in between I mean in my job in my but in my brain I'm like you know I'm a chubby girl because in Hollywood I would be a chubby girl so like if I if you said to me, well, you can lose some weight and be maybe like the off kilter, like unbalanced, like mentally challenged one, not not mentally ill, but you know what I mean, like the right. the little off kilter one, or you could be jolly and happy and maybe a little bit angry, like Ernie Sabella was in Saved by the Bell. I'm <laughs> I'm showing my hand, but you know what I mean, like I would be like, bring me the fucking pot roast. Like, right. I'm going to go to the size 16 or 18 or 20. Like, fuck it. I don't care. So good for Ernie Sabella is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing. It was just like, I was just looking at it from like a fourth dimensional. Uh, right. Because there's like, that episode would have been like circa 1983, 84. Yeah. And then like, when Perfect Strangers debuted, it was just like. He was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> I'll eat cake whenever I fucking want. Who was he on Perfect Strangers? I don't remember. I'm he sorry. Was Mr., he was Mr. Twin Cassetti. In the first few seasons, he was the skeezy landlord and owner oh. of the uh, weird antiquity uh, curio shop that they worked in. Can before. I tell you a quick? Can I tell you a quick side story before we sign off for the night? Sure. About Perfect Strangers. Um, so we had these like photo shoots that were different than our school photos when I was in elementary school and they were like casual, you know, bring a prop school photos. And so I brought a book to read and I laid on the ground for this photo shoot with my legs kicked up behind me and wore a fucking embroidered patterned vest a la Belki Bartakamoos and was like, nice. Yep. And I was like, this is the goddamn jam. And I cried for three days straight. And my mom was like, I'm not paying for these pictures. Why are you wearing this outfit? Like, I didn't know you were getting your photo taken that day. Because I would not have let you wear a denim shirt and an embroidered vest a la Barky Bartakamoose for this. Or Belky. I'm sorry. I'm saying Barky. It's Belky. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I would, I would. 10 out of 10, I would have done it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I wish I had those photos still. If there was a scanner at that time, I would have just scanned those photos and printed them off and sent them as headshots because, you know, people people want a tiny disabled girl in 1989. Well, you know, you know, for uh, for kids' sake and maybe in a minute. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Nick News W5. Maybe <laughs> Linda Ellerby could have put me on the air. Ellerby, yeah, she would have been like, oh, this is this is this is a nice feature. No, there was already that girl that had cerebral palsy that was on, uh, what was the show, Facts of Life? Yes. So, the role was already filled until Josh Blue came along on Last Comic Standing. (laughs) Josh Blue, yeah, he really broke down the... (laughs) (laughs) We all talk about how we're drunk in public. Thanks, Josh Blue. It's great. Thank you, Josh. You're a wild haired. You're a wild haired (laughs) pioneer. Good for you. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, sorry. But anyway, all right. So yeah, check out Cheers and Allie McBeal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I I'm I eighties nineties nostalgic. Uh, like I I honestly if I honestly if, if I lose twenty more pounds I can be a hipster. Uh, <laughs> right now I'm too fat. Uh, but uh, yeah, 
it's it's this has been a fun show uh i am lit (laughs) (laughs) i uh i'm gonna probably go on facebook and talk about snacks now i'll be like bring back magic metals Cool. Oh, that sounds good. Fight the good fight, Natros. Fight the good fight. I I'm a voice for the voice. I fall asleep, so Uh, post that shit. And uh, but uh, absolutely, I uh, I want to say this has been an absolute blast of a show. Uh, I like that we talked about real things. We talked about superficial things. We we just we we just had fun and we were talking. And that's that's the kind of shit that I want to bring right now for the next four years. I want to make sure that there's a safe place where you can come and hang out. And that's why we do the Facebook Live over Facebook TV with Eddie as our uh, uh, media master. And then we also, uh, you know, if you can't, if if you want to suggest this show to people, we're free on iTunes, and you can download us on SoundCloud as well. Uh, so you know. Put the word out. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've been watching this long, Jesus, what is wrong oh, with you? Yikes. I, Guys. I'm bored. I'm bored with us already. And I'm here. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm no, I'm talking about the Facebook video. Three and a half hours of just staring at me. Yep. Just staring at you. It's patience. Oh. The patience of St. Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, so yeah, we're, uh, we have, a, we have so much to check out, so much to see. And we'll be back uh, this Wednesday, live on Facebook TV. Uh, Indeed. So, uh, on behalf and I, of... And, and I won't get wrecked on Wednesday, I like won't. I did tonight. I'll be back, I'll be back to uh, caffeine-free soda and, and flavored waters. So uh, I uh, might get wrecked, but I probably won't <laughs> be on be, the podcast. Well, you can't, because it's hard to read when you're, when you're drunk. So, yeah. when, you're re- when you're watching closed caption Real Housewives. That's a, that's a hey, you know that's a real sacrifice I make for you guys <laughs> because right, those please. those those fights about who came to whose dinner party come fast and furious, and uh, captioning can't always capture all of the tone arguments. So exactly. So uh, on behalf of myself, uh, the Giblet, the Great Bandrino, and the lovely and uh, talented as well, uh, Chris Franz. This is Nate saying, have a great week. And we'll see you next time.